This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Hear ye, hear ye. You are currently listening to Mark It Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am your host, Dave, the rave that all the ladies crave. And you can go check me out on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore M-O. You can go follow us on Twitter at Mark It Out. You can go follow Brandon as you hear him laughing over there on Twitter at BTTG161. Listen to all of our past episodes at MarkItOut.com on iTunes, Google Play, and on Stitcher Radio. Go subscribe, go rate, go comment. Also, go check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkItOut. Also, you can go check out YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarkItOut11. And... T-shirts, you can go buy our T-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. And we wish you the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing awesome as always. Did you say BTTG161? Yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know why I was laughing. I don't know, but the, you had, like, the entire time that I was doing that, I had a <laughs> smile on my face, and I'm, like, I trying to... Like, I heard it. Get you heard my smile. Yeah, well, you know when you can you can hear somebody smiling. Yeah, but yeah. So what's new? <sighs> not much. Not much at all. Can you believe we're at episode two hundred and ninety-seven? Yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty crazy. Episode three hundred's in a few weeks. Yeah, maybe we'll get be able to get Chris on the show for this one. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe get good old Jay Linick on there. Well, don't start making promises, bro. Montreal Broski. Zach Reiner. Heel Franklin. Jerry Lynch. <laughs> Judah Freelander. Jinx. Jinx. Double Jinx. Jinx again. <laughs> so how is uh how's your week? My week was pretty good. It was it was nice and relaxing for the most part. Got to go home for a bit. Um it was Yom Kippur, so got to uh, went to temple and everything like that. Fasting is always always tough to fast, but happy stood the uh, stood. It's, what it's, is it? It's really not that difficult to fast. It isn't, but once you start like thinking about it, you you and like you walk in and out of the kitchen looking for stuff. You're like, I kind of want something, but I can't. I mean, but, I, I don't eat until nighttime anyway, so <laughs> it went like it works itself out. Yeah. Um, yeah, but outside of that, everything was good. I got to be home for a little bit, see all my friend, all some of my friends. Oh, okay, yeah, all my friends, yeah. Uh, that's why I said so. Yeah, well, some you corrected people, yourself. At first, you were more for real. Yeah, well, some people didn't want to come come over to see me or to record the podcast or anything like that. Right, yeah. So... But enough about me. What have you been up to? Well, last week we recorded earlier because I went to New York Comic Con. So last week was the week that I fell asleep, right? Yeah, it was. Okay, okay. So tell me more. Tell me more. Does he drive a big car? No, he doesn't. Oh, all right. Well, then tell me about Comic Con. 
What do you uh, specifically like? Want Let's to know? see. Have you seen? Did you see anything Doctor Who? Or no? You didn't know what you were looking for. I think the woman, the the woman signing like behind a curtain next to me was from Doctor Who. I'm not positive. I'm almost I'm almost sure it was her. She said uh, the the sign I think said Doctor Who and Captain America. Yeah, and Captain America. Yeah, she had like a minor minor role in Captain America or something. I don't know. I I know Clara Oswald was signing autographs. Uh, and then uh, Andrew told me that uh, Amy Pond, one of the other uh, female actresses on Doctor Who, she was supposed to sign, but I guess she didn't show up. Jenna she... Jenna Coleman. Jenna Coleman. She plays um, – where's her thing? I'm on her Wikipedia page. She plays Clara Oswald. Is that what you okay, just Okay, yeah, 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 Clara. Yep. She didn't show up? No, no, the other one did. And, um, she, the other one, she was in Ga- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, Karen Gillian. Yeah, yeah. She canceled it a long time ago, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I know Matt Smith was there. Yeah, I don't know who that is though. Yeah, you wouldn't. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty crazy because like when I first went in two thousand and nine, that was the one, two, three, the fourth year that New York Comic Con was in, was in existence. Wow! No, yeah, no way for New York Comic Con. Yeah, really? Yeah, it was the fourth year. Huh. And it was a lot smaller. 77,000 people went overall throughout the whole uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. Uh, how, many, wait, how much wait, money? Actually, how much were tickets? T- I don't know how much tickets were. I paid like um, for, uh-huh. for, for for this year? Or, or yeah, like for like for this year. Like I'm guessing like they make a ton of money off of well, this. Well, in 2009, I literally we went up to the to Javits Center and got a – three day pass or a two day pass for 20 bucks. And we didn't like, we didn't go again. It was like black market passes or whatever. Yeah. But this year it was 55 bucks and you have to register and do all that. Yeah. That's what my sister was saying. That's why I guess she didn't go because they had to register and stuff. And I guess they missed the deadline. Yeah. Well, they like extended the heck out of that deadline too. Oh, it's crazy. Well, I don't know how many people were there this year. Uh-huh. Last year broke records. Last year was 170,000 people. Wow. So I could imagine there was just even more this year. So talk me through all of this because my imp- my impression from what I watch on YouTube is that you go in. Well, first you're waiting outside Which, and you have, have to, stuff outside. Wait, wait. And By the way, there's before, like a huge wait, wait, line wait, wait, crowd. Wait, 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 wait. Before you, yeah, yeah. Before you keep going on with that, um, uh-huh. this Comic-Con, the, the one from last year – Broke the records of the the hundred from 2014. 151,000 people surpassed San Diego Comic Con's amount of wow. people to become the largest comic book convention in North America. And the reason why they were able to get more than 130,000, which is the San Diego Comic Con's limit, is because there's an attendance cap. Because there's no venue space. It's like huh. it's, it's not. There's not enough venue space to get to 170,000 people. That's interesting. Yeah, so Javits Center just keeps growing more and more. Huh. 
But yeah, there was a, a giant for the 20th anniversary of uh, South Park or 20th season of South Park. They had a huge exhibit outside where you could with like cardboard cutouts of like the couch and uh, Casa Bonita and all these places and all the stand up characters and everything that you can go and take your picture in front of. I did not get Why? to go through it because the line was super long. You, you couldn't get there in time. Like, didn't you guys get there early? Or? Uh, we got there. We got Not to early New enough. York. We got to New York City at uh, 9 something, 9.02 or something. Uh, I waited for the free shuttle because I was like, I'm good. I don't need to, like, waste energy and walk to the Javits Center. Yeah. And, uh, and my friend and his brother went. They went to the Javits Center. Bus finally comes. I get on the bus. They take me right in front of the line. I'm like... I call him up. I'm like, yeah. So where are you guys? I'm like, I could get, I could just walk in right now if I wanted to. Yeah. They're like, how could you walk in? I was like, I was. They were like, there's a giant line. I was like, yeah, but like, I'm standing where we need to go, and and they weren't listening to me. I was like, come here. Yeah. Finally, my friend's brother met me over there, and we just walked in. And then they they had to get in another way, and I I said to I said to my friend's brother, I was like, I was like, dude, can we just? Why didn't he go with him? Because they were waiting online that, like, they maybe had to get go through or whatever. Oh. Wait, wait. Like, they didn't want to get off the line if they had to be there. But hold on. So why didn't you at least – so you didn't go to the South Park because you already were at the front of the line. No, no. I didn't go to the South Park because by the time – well, I I asked my friend's brother. I was like, yo, can we just go through this really quick? And he goes, my brother would kill me because he had the lottery for the Pops. But even if he had the lottery for the pops, couldn't he do that anyways? No, because, well, he could, but then they sell out. Oh, so they wanted to get to the pop before it sold out. Right. So, and then I also, I had to run over to a, uh, to another, to Toy Tokyo or a booth or something. Because Uh they had the exclusive metallic Green Ranger Funko Pop. Oh. Which I went there right away. Literally right as soon as I got in, I probably got in at like. Uh Uh-huh maybe 10 the show opened at at 10 uh-huh. and i must have gotten in there at um 10 30 and what happened well i w- went straight like, to the uh-huh. at 10 30 i just went straight my my friend's brother went straight to the funko booth and you went to you i went, went to, to toy tokyo uh-huh. I asked the dude, I was like, is this the line for the Jason David Frank signing and Funko Pop? Yes, it's the line. I And, and I, I'm waiting on the line, whatever. And then I'm hearing like rumblings here and there. And people are like, like, is this the line? Is this the line? Is this the line? And the people are like, well, I'm just waiting on the line because I got my wristband downstairs to buy just regular their Pops exclusives. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then by the time... My friend got in that he went to the, he went to ask like a supervisor or something over there and they said, oh, we're sold out of that. Oh, so you didn't even get your pop? Right. So like. But why? But you were there first. Yeah. There was just a giant line by the Toy Tokyo booth of people trying to buy the Funko Pop exclusives. But I, I don't understand like, I don't know how many of the Green Ranger Pops they had that they sold out so quickly. Yeah, but 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 even still, all right. So so from what I've seen on videos and stuff, it's a huge crowd outside. Is it really like 
elbow to elbow while you're outside, and then well, when it, you I mean, get inside, is it still elbow to elbow? You, well, you're just waiting on a giant line to get in. Uh-huh. And then once you get in, the floor opens up, but not by much. There's so many exhibitors in there that it's just like you stop at this booth, and there's somebody stopped next to you at that same booth, yet you can't walk past it because there's two people, three people stopped looking at art and comics and what and whatnot. Yeah. It's a madhouse. It's 170,000 plus people. It, it seems like it. I mean, I, I go back and forth whether or not I know I would love it, but it also seems like it's so much to take in at times. And what without, sucks, like what sucks. Well, that's the thing. I said that last episode with the, the mighty Morphin power Rangers. I was like, I hope I don't have to wait on a long line because for Jason David Frank, I waited on like a two-hour long line. And luckily when we got there, we were able to bang out three signings or three three to four signings. Three signings at like the major autograph posts like uh, right away. After my friend's brother went to – he got the pops. And then we all went downstairs to the – he got like a giant bag of pops. How much were the pops selling for? They were the single. The single ones were fifteen. I think uh, they were ones from twenty, twenty-five. I don't know how much how much they were, but uh, the single ones were definitely fifteen, and uh, they were sold out by the time my friend's brother got to the front of the line. Of why? The, wait, why did they stick together? Line. Well, because he met me. He met me to go. Oh, with. okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they already had sold he out. Should've, he should have just pops. bought the figures for him. He he went in to buy the like he my my friend Mike had a list of pops. Yeah, why so, didn't he just text uh, Brandon the the list? No, he had the list. Brandon had the list. Okay, Mike gave him the list to like Brandon didn't care about the pops. Oh, okay. he was going in to specifically buy them for Mike. Gotcha. And then there were people like he. You had to like they give you like a grocery list almost, like things to circle of the pops that you were gonna buy. Uh huh. And he noticed people like not buying the other pops. So he goes, "Hey, can you buy me this one?" And they're like, "Sure." So he gives them the fifteen bucks. They go in. Uh, two people bought him fifteen dollar pops. Gives them gives them to them for the thirty bucks. Dude turns it around and sells it for like three hundred plus. What? Right, right there, right then and there, and now they're going for like three hundred each on eBay. Wow! And Zack Ryder waltzes in and gets what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> and Zack Ryder just skips the line and gets everything. For I, free. I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> yeah. So, so luckily, I was able to. We were able to wait on the lines that were really relatively short. For uh, we got there as soon as they uh, started signing. So. I met Walter Jones, who played the Black Ranger on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Then we headed over to meet, um, what's his name, Robin Lord Taylor, Uh who plays the Penguin on Gotham. They wanted to meet him. He was super cool. Yeah, he's my he's my favorite actor on that show. Yeah, he was he was like super cool. He was one of the nicest people I met on that day. Yeah. Then uh, we headed back over to the Blue Power Ranger, uh, David Yost, who swore he knew me. I was like, dude, I swear to God, we have never met. He goes, what's your name? I was like, Brandon. He goes, no, I definitely, I definitely know you. And I was like, I swear I've never met you. 
He goes, you're from Long Island, aren't you? And I was like, how did you know that? You sh- dude, he may, he may have known you from marking out. No, I said, I, well, I said to him, I was like, hey, I, I tweeted out the event. Maybe like, you, I mean, you favorited the tweet. And he goes, oh, maybe that's how you know, how I know you. And I was like, but I wear a mask. And he goes, no, I, dude, I definitely know you. And he starts like going over. He goes like, I, I signed at Eternal Con on Long Island. I was like, yeah, no, I'm aware of that. But I you never, should have, I never dude, went you should have went that. with it. Yeah, I, 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 it was super weird. I don't know. I said to him, I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, let me, let me say this. A lot of people think I look like Hurley from Lost. And he goes, I get that, but no, I definitely know you. I was like, I swear to God, we've never met. That's really funny. And he goes, well, now I know you. And I'm like, oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> what's, like, what's that going to do? Do I get a free autograph for that? Yeah. Still, luckily, they had combos. I didn't, I didn't expect them to do that. <clears throat> but I, That's really – Yeah. That's cool. Wait, so what else did you – so you didn't get to do the South Park. Did you get to do any interactive thing there? No. I, I, the only other interactive thing that – that I think they had, well, they had, yeah, well, the only other active, interactive thing outside was the, um, uh, what's that, that movie or TV show with the chainsaw, and I, I think his name's Bruce Oh, Campbell. Ash, uh, Evil Dead. A- Ash vs. Wednesday or something, is that what Ash vs. Evil Dead. Ash vs. Evil Dead, Ash vs. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, they had like a, a, a house that you would walk through, and then at the end of it, you would get, a, a, not a styrofoam. Like a oh yeah a foam like a foam finger but it would be a chainsaw. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and it sucks because at the end of the South Park one, they gave you a sick poster with like all the characters on it. Yeah. I was like, can I can I just have that? And they're like, oh sorry, you have to walk through. I was like, but. And they're like, no, sorry. <laughs> I, I just I I walked up at the end. We were we were leaving, and I saw they had a uh, Star Trek thing. Uh huh. Like a Star Trek booth, and uh, I was like, excuse me, are these uh, what's the deal here? Are these free? And he goes, the uh, foam fingers are, but for the pin, you have to actually go through the experience. And I was like, yeah, I'll just take a foam finger. <laughs> I don't need a Star Trek pin. Why not? Well, I don't need, what do I need a Star Trek pin for? I don't know. I mean, what Star do Trek. I even, I don't need a, what, uh, what are they called? Vulcans or something? Yeah. They have like the V, like the the Vader hand. Yeah. I have a, a foam a Vader hand now, basically. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so, but after we met the, the Blue Us? Ranger, we uh-huh. went up to, um, who did we go to first? Uh, I don't remember. I think we went to Ric Flair. And how was he? He was good. He was nice. He was fine and dandy. Did you tell him about Charlotte? <laughs> did you do your impression of him? No, there was like, like... I'm like, seriously, I was sitting side by side with him and all I wanted to do is be like, but you're, I mean, I was going to be like, your daughter's like a fantastic athlete, like incredible athlete, but she's not a great wrestler. And like oh, that scenario played through my head and I just, I couldn't, there's I just, I couldn't. You should have been like, so do you honestly think that your daughter's really That's good? That's what I wanted to do. Like all, but all I pictured in my head was him like, Give me those things back. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna do this. And like I was, I just. I, and as you picture him like throwing down his jacket to do an elbow drop on it, or did that not even go through your head? That didn't go through my head, but. but he, was, been. he was super nice. He was cool. All right, so you guys buried the hatchet a little bit. <laughs> 
Do you not have that much hatred towards Ric Flair anymore? I don't. I never had hatred towards. Well, Ric you never Flair. liked it though. I never. No, I didn't. No, no. Dude, come in, on. In ring, terrible wrestler. Thank you. <laughs> Personality wise, he's fantastic. I don't. I mean. <laughs> oh wait! Whoa, whoa! Says the guy that he's just like, oh, this guy is this and that. Right after you watched uh, Swerve. Oh, oh no no. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, there was a side of that being shown at Comic Con too, but like, I'm not gonna like trash Ric Flair. I mean, you might as well. You no, do no, it no, another no. week. No, 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 no. Oh, now that you met him, like it's cool. Just in case he checks out the podcast. <laughs> no, it's just I don't need. <laughs> I don't need that at all. You don't need that sort of publicity out there. <laughs> yeah, no. I I get it. I get it. Uh, yeah, but it was like super. It wasn't super crowded to meet Ric Flair, but the area was super crowded, so Ooh. I didn't even like get a chance to go up to Lawler and say what's up or whatever. There. Yeah. After Ric Flair, we headed over to Jim Duggan, and I walked over. He goes, "You, you look familiar," and I was like, "I spent the day with you." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "He goes, oh, did you? When was this?" I was like, "It was three years ago." And he like he he's like, "Oh, you did. You look familiar," and it, like he didn't. There's no way he, like... I mean, he said I looked familiar, but... Did he actually like, remember? Once again, you should have made up a good story on the spot, dude. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have anything. But he was super nice. I, I bought a uh, mini 2x4 to get signed. Yeah, that looked pretty cool. Yeah, and then I... Uh, from there, I met John DiMaggio, which is the voice of Bender. Uh-huh. Um, Futurama. He was super cool. He's like, us gingers gotta stick together. I was like, yeah, cool, thanks. <laughs> Gee, <laughs> which, golly, thanks for pointing that one out. It's funny because I thought for sure his line was not going to be like crazy or anything. Because like Billy West, we just like, we were, Billy West was signing in like a corner with, uh, ooh, I think Marky Ramon was in the same booth as him. Uh-huh. And um, we were just able to walk up and get a signature. John DiMaggio, I've never seen a line that long for a signing on the main floor. Really? Yeah. Like, normally I see the lines for, like, the autograph signings downstairs. But uh-huh. on the actual floor, I've never seen a line that long. So All right. He's, he's doing something right. And, uh, uh, I mean, it's Bender. Yeah. And he also, he's also on the show Adventure Time. Oh, Yeah. I mean, I've never watched it, but I've heard about it. Yeah. And it was Have funny. you? No, I've never. I mean, I've just seen clips of it. Uh-huh. And then uh, my my friend told me that there's a like a song that went viral from it, Bacon Pancakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I checked that out. It's pretty catchy. I don't know. And then somebody else was signing in the same booth as him. Jerome St. John, I think. Mm-hmm. He was He played like a bunch of different Star Wars characters. But he had, like, no line, so it was weird that, like, John DiMaggio in the same booth had, like, such a long line. What's his name? John DiMaggio or... No, no, the other one. uh, The other guy, I think, is Jerome St. John. He played, like, I don't know what these characters are. I don't know, because I don't watch Star Wars, so... Yeah, I don't know. Are you looking him up, or are you just, like... Yeah, I don't see anything. You know, did you type in Jerome St. John? Yeah. J-E-R-O-M-E. Maybe type in Star Wars afterwards, too. 
you're not finding anything? Eh, it's okay. Yeah, so after him, we went to uh, the guy, the comic strip Foxtrot. Uh, Bill Hammond was there. The, the creator of it was signing free prints, so... That's pretty cool. Yeah, my friend was like a f- huge fan of Foxtrot. And I was like, yeah, I'll go meet him. I was like, it's really cool. I, I respect the heck out of cartoonists. I think it was super cool that I got to meet him. And then after uh, that, did you have a question? Or <laughs> You might hear that. No, I, I found J- Jerome Blake. Oh, oh Jerome yeah. St. John Blake. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew there was another part to that. <laughs> um, I don't know him. Oh, Wolf Creek came up. Oh, that's an ad. I can X out of that. Yeah, just type in Star Wars after, and you'll see the characters he portrayed. Yeah, he's, all, he's all in ma- all the characters are in makeup. So yeah, and uh, but after after Bill Hammond, we went. We met to uh, we met Bob Camp, who co-created Ren and Stimpy. So that was super cool. That's awesome. Yeah, got a signed print. He was like super nice too. He was like like super nice. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And uh, and then after that, we met uh, DMC from Run DMC, who was like, I, I, I said to him, I was like, I, I was like, I have a question. He goes, what is it? I was like, do you run your own Twitter account? He goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. You just followed us the other week. And I was, I told him the name. He goes, oh, dude, I appreciate you promoting all this and everything. Like, so he knew, he knew the name marking out for the time being. You see, that's a, that's nice when uh, when someone actually appreciates what we've been doing. Yeah, I mean, let's not like yeah. You could easily put out a tweet saying, "Hey, follow this person" or whatever, but it takes a good amount to think of something that fits in there, also attracts the attention that you wanted to attract. Like it doesn't. It takes some time it, uh, to be that creative with the tweets at, uh, with everything. So the appreciation is always nice, yeah, especially then- when it's someone as huge as DMC. Yeah, and then we just sat there and we uh, spoke about about pro wrestling. Oh, yeah? What do you say about it? Well, because they did, they, they performed at WrestleMania 5, uh-huh. I think it was, and he was like, he was like, dude, I'm like such a big wrestling fan, and like, we did WrestleMania 5, and Rev Run and Jam Master J had like no clue who anyone was. And, That's he goes, funny. and he's like, how do, how do you not know, like, Rick Rude? How do you not know this person? So You that, should have been like, well, dude, if you want, we could always go get tickets at some point. Right. You should, you should, should yeah. have tossed out the invite to him, dude. Right, yeah, okay, because I got DMC money. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, but, I mean, he may, he may uh, treat you. He may treat you. You never know. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't know if you don't try. Yeah, but yeah, so that was like the like the one of the highlights. It's cool because now I can actually say that I've met two of the three, the two living members of Run DMC. I always thought that like there's really not that much more interactive out there. Like it's just really uh, like a um, not a thrift store, but like Tri County Flea Market. That's what Comic Con is basically with a jacked up price. That's kind of crazy to me. I always thought that it was more interactive. Like, there's this and that, this to do, that to do, this promoting this movie to do. Uh, like, well, I, I mean, the panels do that. There are like setups here and there, but there's not like major, like like Nickelodeon had a huge, uh, not a huge, but they had a, a chunk of the floor. And uh, I know they they, I mean, Sting was there. 
Yeah, I tried to get you to run into him. Which I think I was like in the same vicinity as Sting at the same time. Dude, you definitely were. You because probably were around the corner from Sting. No, no, because we were we were downstairs eating, which it's like it's there was like there's no seats at Comic Con. Good luck finding a seat, seriously. And you're not from what I've seen on videos, you're not allowed to sit. What do you mean? Like I've seen people like that wanting to sit like sit down on the floor and eat. The security will like be like, you can't well, there, sit down. There's a designated area for that. Oh, okay, gotcha. But like there needs to be a way bigger designated area. Like they do up upstairs at the Javits Center, they do like private signings, I think. Uh which I think that needs to like that go away with that and do away with that and uh that needs to be more tables for people to eat. Because they're like that's a huge room upstairs that's just being utilized for private signings and whatnot, and or well, I mean, I think it, private it, signings. It depends on how much that person's also paying. I mean, if they're paying, I mean, I'm sure you could probably, yeah, if they're making money off of it, right? But you got to think of the consumer also. You have, of to. course, yeah. There's but, but nowhere, if there's nowhere to sit for anyone to eat or anything or do anything just to take a load off. But you, unfortunately, the the consumer is still going to come back. That's, it's yeah, not, that's true, yeah. Like, it's not like, I mean, even if you decide, if, if you're like, you know what, they didn't have a place for me to sit down and eat, I'm not coming back next year. There's so many people that would still... Right, yeah, 150000 to 170000 yeah. to, I'm sure, maybe more than 170000 this year. Yeah. So it's just like, it's crazy, but... So would you go again? Yeah, obviously. I, there's not like, I don't need to go next year. So now why don't you go to these ones that they do locally? Like at the, uh, at what the is cradle? it? The yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you do it? It's just I don't need to. Like I don't, I don't have a need to do that. Like there's more stuff to do and see at New York Comic Con rather than Eternal Con. What is the best costume that you've seen? I, I mean, I really wasn't even like paying attention much to, to costumes, but I, I thought it was, I popped. I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, there was a dude walking around as vacant. The, oh. the vacant WWE champion. That's like pretty he was, funny. He was in like the full black suit and uh, and had a WWE championship. I thought that was so funny. That's pretty funny. There was also a dude walking around, a chef going going around saying, "Hey, children!" <laughs> I thought it <that> was so <laughs> funny. I thought, yeah, that was a good one. I, I took a picture with Roman Reigns. Yeah, I saw that one, which I thought was also funny because in 2014 I took a picture with the Shield. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how could I not take a picture with this dude? That's pretty cool. Uh, I feel like I, I saw so many pictures online. Like I want to go through – I can't wait for – I subscribe to a few people on YouTube that go around to uh, – I forgot like once – I forgot his name. Craig. Craig or Greg? Greg something. Uh, he goes around Comic-Con to these kind of things like interviewing a lot, mostly the women. And it's more of a comedy uh, interview. But I can't wait to see him and then all these other people put out these Comic-Con uh, episodes because it's always fun to see the interaction with everyone to see all the different costumes and outfits and it always looks like I think I would have a lot of fun but I also feel like I need more to do right. like I, I would be so disappointed if I like if I was set to see that South Park thing and I didn't get to see that or yeah, well. if I walked in I'm like wow there's really not much else for me to be interactive with outside of this Ash versus the Evil Dead yeah, I mean, it's Comic Con. Basically, it's more for me at least. It's more so about meeting people. 
Yeah, I, which, I definitely of course see you got to bring like a ton of cash. So, mm-hmm. but I also did they, not, I, did they not accept credit cards? Which is that's a thing. It's like it's 2016. Most vendors should accept credit cards, but like I guess you have like the same company that's like for the major autograph signings. Don't do it. I feel like. I feel like they should, but if you did do, did do credit cards, you would have to charge a little bit more. No, just you because don't. Well, some because some credit cards have like a two dollar. Yeah, but it's like, like it, no, nah, dude. It's like if you go to a wrestling event, like guys these days, the guys on the independents and stuff, they know their stuff. They have the credit card app and everything. Yeah, I mean, doesn't Kevin Matthews have that? Like, I feel like yeah, a lot I'm of sure credit, he does. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of the wrestlers have credit card apps so this way they can accept that. Yeah, and it's super smart to do that. I saw um, Bob Camp, he accepted credit cards. Uh-huh. Um, a few it's people. smart. Yeah, a few people were accepting credit cards. And it's like... That's not, it's also safe. I mean... Right. I suppose to... I mean... Excuse me. I feel like, like the Comic-Con is kind of like uh, shooting fish in a barrel where it's just... You have so many people that are carrying a wad load of cash because that's all that they accept. I feel like there's a lot of potential damage that could be done. So maybe the credit card switch would be a good thing. Yeah. But, uh, and that's the thing, like in 2009, I went to go meet Lou Ferrigno. That's pretty I, cool. I don't even know why. <laughs> I really don't know why I went to go meet Lou Ferrigno, but I got up to the front of the line. I was like, Oh, do you take credit cards? And he, I don't know what he thought I said. But he said yes, and I took out my credit card. And he goes, "Oh, I don't accept credit cards." I was like, "Oh, okay." But well, I mean, he is deaf, right? right? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I don't know. So what he, he may thought. have missed. Yeah, he may have misunderstood. Or misheard. I don't know. Maybe he thought I said, "Hey, do you like credit cards?" <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, I, I, but, I when, I, but when, when when I got to the front of that line and met him in 2009, he was super nice. So. Yeah, no, he seems like a great guy. Yeah. Seems like he's really uh I mean, obviously we've both seen him on King's uh King of Queens and stuff. He seems like he has a good sense of humor and everything. I think he would be really awesome to meet. Yeah. Um all right. And then uh oh that's I forgot he was on King of Queens. How did you forget that? He was the next Yeah, character. yeah, no. And, I mean uh, I, as if you need me to tell you about King of Queens. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yes, and DMC was super nice. He he took pictures with people for free and just spoke to people like as if they were humans instead oh, of like so, money. So he wasn't even charging for photo ops. No, he had his comic books there for like forty or fifty bucks for like signatures on that. If you brought your own memorabilia, it was I think twenty bucks. So that's even more awesome. Uh But I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I completely like. I didn't think to bring anything for him to sign. I mean, he seems like he's a smart businessman. Yeah. No, he was super cool. He really was one of the coolest people. But yeah. I also, I met Ted DiBiase again. I got to speak to him, like, I don't know, five to six minutes about the documentary coming out that they're putting out. Of his oh, family. yeah. That, that, we've been waiting for that for, well, you've been waiting for that for a long time, right? Yeah, I said, I, I went up to him and I was like, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm like, I'm like, I can't wait for the documentary of your family to come out. And he goes, oh, I actually, we just went last night to uh, to screen it. And it's like almost fully done, fully edited and whatnot. And he was like telling me like the ins and out of the of the documentary and what was like actually being, what was the holdup with it. Uh-huh. Like WWE wasn't like approving the, the footage and stuff. And then yeah. 
he like spoke to Jake Roberts about it and Jake Roberts goes, bro, like for my documentary, we, we did this. Uh-huh. And that's Ted DiBiase did the same thing. So hopefully it's not a sham. Hopefully, hopefully they actually have something to put together. And no, they actually... I, no, it's, it's, I think, I think it's, I think it's fully done. They're just they're uh-huh. submitting it to a bunch of film festivals now. But um, and you you already have a copy pre-ordered, correct? Yeah, yeah, I did. I was I said to him, I was like, as soon as I saw that trailer, I was like, I I was like, absolutely, I'm gonna, I'm interested in this. Yeah. So I I paid or whatnot. So whenever it's ready, it's it's like way 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 behind schedule. Uh-huh. But like they kept hitting bumps in the road, so. Whenever it comes out, it comes out, and it's been like three years, I think, or something like that. Some crazy amount of time. But, yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, so it was cool to speak to him about it. And uh, yeah, and then I also I met uh, Jack Gleason. He was a little kid in Batman Begins, I think, and he basically he more famous from uh, Game of Thrones. Joffrey. Yeah, King Joffrey. You met Joffrey. Yeah, I, not. I mean, like, I didn't pay to meet him. My friends were all like, "I want to meet King Joffrey." Like, they're huge <laughs> Game of Thrones guys. So to me, he was just a regular person. I, I was expecting like a twelve-year-old kid, because because uh-huh. I like I seen the pictures of him on Game of Thrones, but he's a twenty-four-year-old dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize like he was on Game of Thrones like such a long time ago. Yeah, so, it's been a while, but but yeah, he, so, and he was he was super cool too. Like he was, uh, I I waited there while another friend of ours got a signature, and I was like, you know, I have to, I have to tell you, you have a really nice signature. And he's like, oh really? Like sometimes it's just like I meet so many people, and it's just like loop loop loop. Like he just like like forgets yeah. what he's doing. But he was like, yeah. yeah. He goes, thanks for telling me that. I was like, dude, it's it is like I see like a ton of like sports figures and some movie stars and stuff. And like their signatures are just like, what does this say? You, you, you couldn't, you couldn't get a bumper for him. No. Why? It was this, cause it was the same. It was the same. Whatever, whoever brought those big signings in uh-huh. to Comic-Con were all the same. Oh, so when I guys, met when I met Robin Lord Taylor, is it Taylor? Yeah, uh, I think so. Yes, I, we we I was like, hey, I do a pro wrestling podcast. Can I get a quick voice clip for it? He goes, absolutely, let's do it. And I pull out my camera, and the dude from the company that brought them all in was sitting right next to me. He goes, absolutely not. You can't do that. I feel like if I, I was, was like, like, no, I was so close. If I was like a, a celebrity and I wanted to do something, I mean, I would have done it. Yeah, but then it's like at the same time, I, I like I half get some situations where it's like I brought them in, I'm paying for it, like you pay me or something like that. Nobody specifically said, "Oh, you actually." Well, that's not true because the Power Rangers had um, voicemail and like video shoutouts. Uh-huh. On their on their cards for forty bucks each, so it was like, and I was not about to pay forty bucks. And I I don't know if Jason David Frank had that, but like he right away he was like, yeah, let's do it. So like he that, was like super nice. Not to say uh, Yost and and Jones weren't because they were also nice. 
if if you got a bumper from Joffrey, I would have I would have popped for that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the, that giant company that brought them all in. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's unfortunate, but I mean, he's he is such a talent. Him like uh, the Penguins talented, but Joffrey is so talented too because the fact like. I hate him. Like, I hated his character. Yeah, that's what everyone on the line that was waiting was like, oh, I just, like, he should, like, allow people to slap him. That's what everybody wants to be in this line for, It's just to slap him. He, $500 they like, they, for a slap. They were like, oh, he should charge an insane amount of money, and he would probably get it for people to slap him. I was like, I What's just, funny is he could probably charge $1,000, and he'll probably make a lot of money. Yeah, but I guess, I mean, he's a, I guess he's a bad dude on Game of Thrones. I don't know. Yeah, awful, awful, dude. But yeah, so, that was that was a, yeah. So Comic Con, Comic Con was fun. Yeah, uh, it seems like it. I mean, we spoke about it for what an hour. Uh, yeah, wow, forty minutes. Yeah, I'm sure Montreal Broski appreciates it. Apparently, this is his favorite part of the show. Really? Yeah, where we uh, sidetrack and stuff. <laughs> where we don't talk about fur wrestling. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, Montreal then- Broski, you should go check him out first thing in the morning. Uh, amazing, amazing Let's Play show. Also, he just had a Q&A with his mother where I submitted a few questions to be answered. Which, a few you submitted? He, he answered one. No, he answered uh, all of mine. Really? I had, I had like four questions. What questions? I know it was the Cooking with Brandon one. I had the ones, the, the last like five. The Cooking with Brandon, the Owen or Brett, Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. And then, oh, that was all you? Yeah, that was all me. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Um, but definitely go check out First Thing in the Morning. Go support him. He has this shop on ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah. Go buy a t-shirt. I'm tempted to buy a t-shirt too because I like his uh, Broski, Broski Club shirt, the Broski for Life. It looks yeah. pretty cool. But, but yes. also my week. <laughs> oh, yes. Say, yeah, no, I, I also. Let's, let's finish off the entire hour with Brandon. <laughs> Might as well, right? <laughs> right. Just, like, just finish up the entire hour with Brandon. Yeah, no, that's but the, I... That's I, a new segment. An hour with Brandon. I was... Uh, because I went to a concert at Forest Hill Stadium this past summer, they emailed me saying, hey, thanks for coming to a show. Here's free tickets to this show. And I went. I got four tickets. I didn't know if anyone was going to even go with me. I forgot about this part. But yeah, I ended up going to Forest Hill Stadium last minute in the pouring rain, to go to the Fold Festival. Uh-huh. Uh, which is put on by Nile Rogers of Chic. It was like a huge, like, almost like, I mean, do you, you don't know Chic by the name, right? It sounds familiar. They, they, they sing that song, La Freak. Yeah, 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 that's why it and sounds then, familiar. And then they yeah. sing the song, Good Times. La Freak, so Chic. Yeah, and then they sing Good Times. I don't, I don't know. Um... Whenever I, whenever I'm, when, like, I don't, I know the tune Good Times, and then when I go to say it, I just hear Big Time in my head by, by, uh, what's his name? Peter Gabriel. All I hear is Let the Good Times Roll. Good Times. Let the Good Times Roll. Yeah, no. But, like, but he was there. He also, he wrote a bunch of songs for everyone, like Diana Ross. Um, most recently, he wrote that song Get Lucky for Daft Punk. Uh-huh. So and then also he wrote uh for Sister Sledge like We Are Family. And they sampled another one of the Sister Sledge songs that he did for uh Rapper's Delight. 
Huh. So they performed. He in the end he performed Rapper's Delight. And oh, that's times. what you sent me. Well, you I sent me that clip of Rapper's Delight. Did I? With the women performing too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like I think I think it was sample. I think that samples Good Times. Yeah, I, I wasn't too big of a oh, fan of it. Well, I don't see why not. It's the song. Yeah. But then Melly Mel from Grandmaster Flash and the Funky... Oh, not the Bunch. Funky Bunch. Yeah, the Funky Bunch. The <laughs> Furious Five. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Melly Mel was there, and he did... Uh, he performed The Message, which is um, Don't Push Me... Cause I'm close to the close edge. To the edge. Yeah, so that was like that was super cool. Like that was just like he was randomly hosting it, and Dougie Fresh was there, so that was super cool. Also, they were just like randomly there, and that's then cool. uh, Bette Midler performed. I was I was disappointed. Now that's what I was gonna. That's what I was thinking. I was disappointed because she didn't do "Let's Put a Spell on You," and it's October. Ah, oh, boo! Yeah, but well, you've already seen her perform that live, right? Yeah, which was also super cool because she like dressed as Winifred San- Sanderson. That's awesome. But, yeah, and then the village people were there. It's like when, it, like, I was like, hey, when else am I ever gonna see like music like this, artists like this live? Yeah, but like a bunch of that concert reminded me of just being at like a bar mitzvah. That's what it seemed like—a giant bar mitzvah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so there was that, which was, it was a good show. It just, it sucked that it rained the whole concert. And it's outdoors, you said? Yeah, it's a, an old tennis stadium. Okay. Queens. That's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, but luckily I, I packed a poncho. Normally I don't, but I'm, I'm of you. very, very happy I packed a poncho. And it's so weird. They, they were like, no umbrellas. You couldn't take umbrellas in. So if you showed up there with an umbrella, they did the honor system. They handed out clothespins where you take a clothespin and pin your umbrella to the fence. I was like, that's so stupid. That's the dumbest thing. Just let the people in with their umbrellas. And then when it started like heavily rain, people started popping open umbrellas. I was like, what the heck, man? I could have been sitting here and like we moved down. Nobody bothered us or anything. So it was, Wait, so how did how did they get their umbrellas in? I I could have gotten an umbrella in. They didn't they really didn't check. Yes, why you should have just done it. Well, I didn't I didn't cuz I got an email that said it's going it might rain we're like looking at the weather and whatnot. So, but if it rains, remember do not bring an umbrella. I would have brought it anyways. What are they going to do? Kick you out for an umbrella? They'll probably just take the umbrella away. I'm not about to lose an umbrella. Don't most likely tell you to put it down. I don't know, man. But it was a good show. It was cool. I was so disappointed that when when Nile Rodgers performed Good Times and Rapper's Delight, I recorded the full thing. And as soon as the song was over, my camera just randomly shut off. It's never done that before. I don't know if it like started to get like like rain dropping on it or something, maybe. But I would stink. You love that thing. Yeah, yeah. So now I got to go see Nile Rodgers again. I would definitely, in a heartbeat, I would see him. That was such a good show. It really was. Mm-hmm. And I went from like, I, I knew the name Nile Rodgers. I didn't really know Sheik. And then when I started looking at the songs and stuff, I was like, oh, I know this. I know this. And I know the songs that he wrote and produced. So it's cool. Very cool. Yeah. But how was your week? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> how's, how's the weather, by the way? Obviously. Yeah. How's your weather going? Um, I don't know. Really, not not as entertaining as your week. Um, yeah, 
I just relaxed at home, watched some TV, watched baseball, watched a lot of baseball with my dad. Uh, very happy that Toronto advanced and that the Cubbies advanced and Dodgers advanced. Um, Dodger was the name that Billy Joel played in Oliver and Company. Huh. <laughs> he was the dog because yeah. of, I think, because of the Dodgers. That's interesting. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Uh, fantasy hockey started up. So no, hockey no, 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 no. Fantasy hockey is not a thing. That does it, not exist. It, it exists. It's out there. It's out there for, like, the two people that do it. It. Yeah. <laughs> but hockey season started. Yeah, and the yesterday Rangers. Was the, Rangers no, two a, days ago. What? No, today. Yesterday. No, two days ago was the oh, first. Oh, yeah, day. two days ago. Yeah, was yesterday the was the first Rangers. Yeah, so the Rangers uh, got a big win over the Islanders. Yeah, I think the finale was 5-3. So, awesome win by the Rangers. Which they they announced, by the way, the first concert at the New Coliseum. As they're dubbing it, I guess. I don't know if the Nassau Coliseum, the New Coliseum. Which, based off the seating chart, there's like no reason why WWE can't run there. I'm sure they they probably will at some point, you know? Yeah, there's, there's literally, there's no reason why... They won't run there. There's, they're just. It's the same exact venue size. There's like yeah. a thousand less seats or something. It'd be very stupid for them to cut off the entire Long Island market. Well, the whole Long Island market goes to Barclays Center. I mean, yeah, but I feel like a lot of people also got cut cut out of that. I mean, yeah, well, that's what happened with the Islanders. That aren't. Yeah, right. That's what happened when the Islanders moved to Brooklyn. Yeah. So ho- hopefully WWE will return to uh, Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, I mean, based, well, seriously, based Coliseum off of, or whatever. Yeah, based off of what I've seen, there's no reason why they shouldn't. But they announced the very first show there is is Billy Joel. He closed the Coliseum in 2015, and now I guess he's going to grand reopening, which I got tickets for, thankfully. There you Love go. Them. Which is like it blew my mind when I got tickets. That four tickets came up. Literally blew my mind because at 10 o'clock a.m. it said, sorry, there are no tickets. Keep trying. And I was like, yeah, okay. Not going to – like I don't need to go see Billy Joel again. But it's nice to go see Billy Joel. It's one of my favorite artists. And yeah. I've never seen him on Long Island. So, And then I just – I kept clicking over and over and then four tickets came up. And my friend's like, dude, get him. So – Do it. So it goes WrestleMania – the Raw after WrestleMania, the SmackDown for the very first time after WrestleMania, live, and uh, then Billy Joel. So, looking forward to that. Very cool. But very cool. Speaking of some professional wrestling, hour, yes. hour no, not an hour and 50. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just 50 minutes in. Yeah, um, right. It's an, about an hour in, and we're just talking about pro wrestling now. Yeah, no mercy. The the second SmackDown pay per view took place in Sacramento, California, at the Golden One Center. Uh, no mercy. They moved a bunch of stuff around because Becky Lynch was injured. Yet they refused to say it up until the the night of, up until like the hour before. Not even the night of. Like I mean, yeah, the night of. But I hate the fact that they recorded everything. I mean, not that they recorded everything, but they knew that she wasn't going to be able to wrestle, and they didn't say anything until the last minute. And what's even more stupid is that she was still in, like, the opening video package for Becky Lynch and 
Alexa Bliss within like the whole about the pay per view. Yeah. And no, then, I, I I hate it so much. It's the same thing with Randy Orton last week. Uh, yeah, yeah last, last week. No, last pay per view. Uh huh. That with uh, I didn't forget what it was even. Whatever the pay per view was after SummerSlam. Yeah. Not not Clash of Champions, but um, it was Backlash. <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah. So at Backlash, that's when Randy Orton was injured. Yet they and they knew it, but no. And they, yeah, they waited. So they took out Becky Lynch off the the pay per view, and they were just missing a spot for Alexa Bliss. They ended up moving the main event, which pissed me off. Absolutely pissing me off. Don't call it a main event if it's opening the show. Why are you not happy with the main event being the opener? What pissed you off about it? Because it's the the whole thing. This is the main event for the very first time, yet you have uh, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus at WrestleMania 20, 28 for the World Heavyweight Championship. In my opinion, that's a main event. At WrestleMania 27, you had Edge versus Alberto Del Rio, I believe Edge versus Del Rio, for the World Heavyweight Championship. Those are main events for the very first time. Get out of here. Don't tell me that stuff. I, that pissed me off. That really pissed me off. And uh, they, they ended up moving Baron Corbin versus Jack Swagger off of what was the pre-show match and and slid in uh, Hype Bros teaming up with American Alpha to take on the Ascension and Vaude Villains in an eight-man Which I, I don't get that. I mean, I think Swagger still should have been on the, the kickoff. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but I was happy that the Hype Bros got to wrestle. I was happy that Ascension, American Alpha, and it was a good match too, so... Uh, Hype Rose and American Alpha picked up the victory there. Yeah, I mean, it's always a pleasure to see the Hype Rose uh, kick off the pay-per-view. It's it's awesome to see American Alpha in that position as well. I mean, there, I don't think there's a better way to kick off the pay-per-view with what you had. Yeah, and then uh, Kurt, Kurt Hawkins uh, had made the announcement, the huge announcement, that he will be stepping into the ring for the first time. At No Mercy, which he stepped into the ring and cut a promo and did not actually wrestle. And which he, I thought was genius. Yeah, but it's like even fast forwarding to SmackDown where he did the whole thing like, oh, I, I'll, I'll be at SmackDown or whatnot. And then turns out it just wasn't at SmackDown. And then had the promo afterwards and he's like, fooled you. Or something. Basically that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see the post-match interview so it's like for me it's just turning into a bit of a brodus clay type of thing i'm not quite understanding it but i'm happy because it's brian and hawkins is great and he's on television it's awesome yeah i mean let's give it time let's see what happens with it yeah so whenever they actually like set things in motion for him to actually wrestle even though i don't like his theme song his new theme song it just like reminds me of somewhat something Jushin Liger would use. I like his indie music a lot. Yeah, I do like that. And I also, I like the one that, he, who was it, Disciple or something? I'm not too sure. The 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 song that he used to have in WWE, I was, that's a fine theme song. I don't know why they had to like, go ahead and ditch that one. I mean, they used it for his uh, hype videos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why right? I don't, yeah, that, which is okay. why I didn't understand. But whatever. But the actual pay-per-view kicked off with the quote-unquote main event. 
Uh, WWE Championship uh, triple threat match. Match just absolutely pissed me off. The whole 20 plus minutes of it pissed me off. Why? I was just knife jab after knife jab in my in my sides, my <laughs> abdomen. Because it was just every single spot just looked absolutely set up. Every single thing in that match looked super set up. Like at one point, I don't know, like John Cena or Dean Ambrose had one or the other on the ground or whatever. And AJ Styles was on the top rope. And instead of going into the ring to break up the pin, he just stood at the top rope waiting to jump off, I think, onto John Cena to do a, a diving crossbody. Like, that could that could have been the end of your championship reign. But no, I'm just going to stand on the top turnbuckle and, and hope Dean Ambrose kicks out. Every, every single move in that match was super set up to me. And it, I just, it didn't, I didn't, it, it was... I had no words. I really had no words. I, I literally, I complained about that match for 20 plus minutes. And even yeah. further past that point on the actual pay-per-view. I was super disappointed with that match. And even yeah. like the, the ending where, where uh, Cena had him in the STF and then Ambrose had him in whatever move, the calf crusher maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, whatever move, they both had the uh, submission move applied. AJ taps out. And the ref waves it off, and uh, which I then thought was going to be the main event. I thought it was going to be like John Cena versus, versus Dean Ambrose for the main event or whatever, something like that, something weird and out there. Uh-huh. But that didn't happen. They restarted the match, and uh, AJ Styles used a chair and won. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I just hope that it doesn't keep on going around in circles. Yeah. Like, I hope that Ambrose doesn't get another shot, and then Cena gets another shot, and we have another triple threat match at the next pay-per-view. I don't know what's going to happen there, but I, every every little detail. And everyone's chanting, this is awesome, and oh my god, and, and every, all those chants and everything. And I'm just sitting there, are we watching the same match? It, it, it seems super set up. Super rehearsed. Yeah. Every, like, everything that happened in that match... I think back in my history and I'm like, oh, wow, I remember going to like this show before I'm seeing beforehand before the crowd gets there. I'm watching guys do their spots on the moves in the ring. I mean, Mm -hmm. like indie guys. And I'm like, this is exactly what this is reminding me of. And that shouldn't be for a WWE match. So, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Next After up. that, a match that I swore would have also been on the pre-show. Yeah, right. Uh, Nikki Bella picked up the victory against Carmella. Why? Why did Carmella I... lose? Yeah, I don't get it. I did. I, mean, I really did. Don't get that at all. I, I did pick Nikki Bella to win this. Right. Uh, yeah. I got a hundred percent. Yeah, you got a hundo. For whatever yeah, reason, I. For whatever reason, I assumed Nikki Bella was going to win this. I didn't want her to win this. And I, I think it's funny because I think I actually said, against my better judgment, I'm going with Nikki Bella. So much for that. It was actually good judgment. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't I, understand. I, yeah, I really wish that Carmella would have won this one. She needed it. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had Slater and Rhino pick up the victory over the Usos to retain their tag team titles. 
Uh, Rhino, doing a lot of the heavy-duty work. Yeah, did a bunch of everything in the match, basically. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed seeing Heath Slater and Rhino working still together as a team. Um, and I was happy to see the Usos not win the championships. Because there were points I was like, getting ready for the Usos to be the tag team champions. I would have hated that. Yeah, so luckily, Beauty and the Man Beast still ride together. Uh, up next... Beauty and the Man Beast? Yeah. That's is that their, their tag team name, or is that what you're calling no, it? No, that's their tag team name. Oh. I wish they right, had, like, right. a tag team theme song, but it's still just one-man band. Yeah. Uh, up next was Baron Corbin versus Jack Swagger. Um, like, where, like, I don't understand where this is going to go from here. Because this this match nothing. is just, I know I know this is doing nothing for both wrestlers. This is just annoying. It's going in circles with Swagger, going in circles with Corbin. You try to build up Corbin to nothing. Yeah, and the one thing I do like from this match was the ending where uh, Baron Corbin actually hit the end of days, and like because Swagger, Jack Swagger is a big dude. He's like six eight, six seven, something like that. So for Corbin, I mean Corbin's I don't think also he's that tall. Yeah, I think six, so. Eight, six, I think so. Corbin's like I, six how eight much, too. How They're, much? How big? How much does his boots help out? I don't know. I mean Corbin's also like six eight, six seven. They're pretty evenly matched. Uh, so it was, I mean, and also Swagger's like a big dude, like not muscle wise, but like width wise, not fat, but. So it was cool to see Corbin actually hit the end of days on that. So, and then uh, after that match, the match that everyone was contemplating, what will be the main event? It's like, oh, John Cena versus AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose is the quote-unquote main event that will be opening the show. Duh, of course, the Intercontinental Championship Dolph Ziggler versus The Miz will be the end match. Will be the yeah, absolute but main everybody- event. Everybody negated, forgetting, uh, forgot all about the golden child, Randy Orton. Yeah, I mean, you got career versus title. If if Dolph Ziggler lost, he would have been forced to retire. Um, and no, that would have been like the perfect like painting of a picture, main event. Yeah, but it wasn't. And uh, but Dolph Ziggler did in fact pick up the victory. Is the new Intercontinental Champion had. Um- what I thought was the match of the night had... And I'm, I'm going to agree with you that it was the match of the night. Keep it going, sorry. Even, like, match of, like, not season, because we just started fall, but, like, it was a... Of the matches of this year, was a damn good match. My whole thing is that I am really not happy with the ending. I wanted to see Ziggler lose. I... Don't think Brandon agrees with me. I know Montreal Broski agreed with me. I definitely don't I, agree with you. Yeah, I don't, I I'm not that, ready to say goodbye to Dolph Ziggler. I'm ready to say goodbye to Ziggler. I think that he would be better off and more happy doing a production role instead of being. Uh, How could you say to, he could be better off, more happy, or whatnot? I mean, yeah, I don't know what will make him more happy, but clearly I clearly he loves wrestling. Yeah, but and clearly I, he loves I going would, out there regardless. I would be better one. off if he was not on my TV as much. ProWrestlingTees.com uh, slash Marking Out. 
Yeah, of I course you would be off. better, but like Ziggler. But also, I no matter just, the placement of Ziggler on the sh- of the card, he's like, I'm going out there and I'm going to give it all. Yeah, I'm but going I to also want the best to match see, of the night. Yeah, but I also want to see the era of the heel. I want to see the Miz really dominate. I want to see the Miz kick him, uh, kick his legs out from underneath his leg, and I want to see the Miz. Just be the best heel that he can. And what better way to do that than ending Ziggler's career? Well, I, I mean, the feud is still going. I, will they have another career on the line match? Probably, probably not. not. But it's still... I, I, I think that the Miz should have still remained champion, though. I mean, how long was his reign? It wasn't. It was for a little bit, but even still, I don't think that it was awful where you had to take a title away from him. I thought his title reign was entertaining. It was doing a lot for him, and I think that it's stupid to take the title away from him. Well, I mean, he had it since... Uh, uh, yeah, around WrestleMania. Well, the Raw after. Yeah, yeah, He beat Zack Ryder the, yeah. night, the night after WrestleMania yeah, due to Maurice cheating. Yeah, but even still, I think that he should have kept the title for a bit longer. I don't think that he should have lost. I mean, April to October is a pretty good run. Yeah, but I just think that there could have been a lot more done with the Miz right now as champion instead of the instead of Ziggler. What are they going to do with Ziggler, dude? Well, I mean, it's still Honestly. going. It's still going. It's still a thing. So it's you can't, gonna, it's you can't gonna be judge a book based on the middle. Yeah, it's going to well, go actually, into I mean, at that point. You probably could base I mean, <laughs> base the book on the middle of it, but I would I would have rather seen the Miz go over than Ziggler. Well, I'm happy he didn't. Um, Speaking of unhappiness, though, the next match that took place was Naomi filling in, I guess, for Becky Lynch, taking on Alexa Bliss and defeating Alexa Bliss. Should Alexa Bliss not have won this one? Uh, I think it would be insane to try to argue that Naomi is okay with winning this match. I think that Alexa Bliss was just in a championship match with Becky Lynch. Which they also announced that Becky Lynch... Versus Alexa Bliss will actually happen in Glasgow, Scotland, 30 days from the pay-per-view. Well, so, that's that's the thing I really don't understand is why they would have her lose this match. She needed this match to come to just be very uh, solidified with her championship match. But I guess uh, I guess it's like, oh, what do we do with Bliss for the next 30 days? We need to maybe show that she's a contender still. While still yeah. throwing it at Naomi, like because if she beats Naomi, yeah. then what's the point of Naomi wrestling Bliss again? I don't. I, think I am disappointed me. that Alexa Bliss lost it, but I mean, in reality, you needed something. I mean, Naomi wasn't even that good in this match. Like I, I really think that they're they got to do more with Bliss. I love the fact that Bliss plays up that crowd like none other. Like, she was making her entrance, and then a fan went to go give her a high five, and she went to go slap, and then she just pulled away real quick and was just like, yeah, whatever. Not going to happen. Don't touch me. Yeah. I think that she is a great heel. She is. And in the opening, not main event, main event. Yeah, right. Not the main event. Um, well, also surprising, though, Bray Wyatt picked up the victory against Randy Orton. Uh, yeah, that, Luke that's always a plus that Bray Wyatt picks up the victory against Randy Orton. Yeah, Luke I mean, Harper that was, made his return, and Luke Randy Harper Orton was like, "What?" I mean, we spoke about Luke Harper last week, but 
we were expected him to uh, potentially make his return to Raw. Yeah. Especially after his him being on a house show, a Raw house show, teaming up with Sami Zayn. But are you okay with this? I'm fine with it. It made I think it made Harper look stronger than he has in the past. He cut a promo and whatnot. I think. Well, was that SmackDown? I think that was SmackDown. But he's still. I, I'm. I'm fine with it as long as Bray Wyatt got the pay per view in. Yeah, as long as he's picking up the victory. But that was the pay per view, and as you may mention, yes, Brandon actually uh, successfully predicted every single match. Thank goodness that Alexa Bliss match wasn't on the card because then he would definitely be uh, wrong for one of them. If it was Bliss versus Naomi from the start, I would have went with Bliss. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I would have went with Bliss too. That it's yeah. it's it's mind boggling that Bliss didn't win that match. And we also picked uh, Hype Bros over the Ascension, so we were half right with that. Yeah, we were right with that. Uh, we did predict Hawkins, but yeah, <laughs> that, didn't, that turned out to just be trolling us. Yeah, but <laughs> all right, well, let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which opened right away with the boss Sasha Banks. Leaving me to angrily tweet, I can't believe this is... Butter? I, no, I can't believe this is opening up without Roman Reigns or something. As a joke, because like the past two weeks had Roman Reigns and Rusev. And uh, Sasha Banks cut a promo about Eddie Guerrero. His birthday was the day before, and... Um, oh, yeah, we didn't even make mention of that. Didn't Ziggler do a tribute to... Eddie Guerrero in the Miz match, where he uh, picked up the victory with only one boot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Miz, Miz uh, went to pin Ziggler, and Ziggler slipped out of the boot. Yeah. Which, that's what Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle, that was the finish there for uh, WrestleMania 20. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so she was speaking about that, and then she challenged Charlotte to a Hell in a Cell match at Hell in a Cell. Charlotte came out, but was cut off by Lana and Rusev. Which was awesome. Which, as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, God, it's happening. Rusev and, and Roman Reigns, I, I I was joking around. I shouldn't <laughs> have been joking around, because now it's coming true. You, so, you jinxed it. Yeah, so Rusev and Lana came out, and he's like, nobody cares about stupid women matches. And uh, then Charlotte and Sasha pushed Lana to the mat, and both of them hit a... A quote-unquote dropkick. Yeah. <laughs> to Rusev. Rusev got knocked out, whatever. Reigns came out. And then uh, Rain, uh, Rusev and Lana walked off. But why? Uh, I don't I don't get the whole women hitting the man thing. I don't understand that either. But whatever. Uh, like, I guess next- they were defending women's wrestling and whatnot, but... And then it's yeah. set up for a, which is stupid in the same part because then yeah, it's, it's set up for. Is there enough feud against each other? Well, yeah, also that, but it sets up a mixed tag match where Charlotte then has to tag up with the person that, she just knocked down. That That is another blaring thing about that is that Charlotte just drop kicked her tag team partner. Yeah. Um, so, but next up you had Kofi Kingston. Pick up the victory over Cesaro. Uh, some takeaways from the match. Sheamus on his phone the entire time doing a little Tyson Kidd. 
Yeah, he sat, he sat ringside and went on Facebook Live to uh, basically say that he's not watching the match. Yeah. So, And it's funny because when you were watching Facebook Live, it was ahead by like three seconds. Uh-huh. So it was like I was watching Sheamus in the future. Wait, you actually pulled up the Facebook Live? Yeah, I, I put it. I, I was WWE tweeted out. Like, I went to the Facebook page and there was nothing there. I was like, perhaps Sheamus went to like his own Facebook or whatnot. Uh-huh. So I went to WWE's Facebook. I went to Sheamus's. It wasn't there. And then I saw WWE tweeted out the link uh, finally. And I clicked that and I was watching it. So that's funny. And then it cut off. And like the next thing you know, Sheamus hit uh, Xavier Woods, I think. Uh huh. So. Yeah, on the outside of the ring, and that's where he got hit with Big E. Yeah, um, yeah. Kofi had a nice botch in the match. A botch? Yeah, where he went to uh, jump off, leapfrog off of the top rope. Well, one of the ropes, the top ropes, and uh, he lost his balance, fell right in front of uh, Cesaro. Cool. Luckily, I didn't realize you were a pro wrestler. Yeah, luckily, <laughs> luckily he didn't get hurt though. Yeah, luckily he was did a not good get match hurt. though. I'm looking forward to seeing. Uh, Sheamus and, and Cesaro versus New Day. You don't have to be a pro wrestler to notice a botch, dude. No, I was joking. Did you, did you not see it or not remember No, no, I, I, yeah, I'm aware of the spot. Okay. 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 Up next, Bailey picked up the victory over a jobber, Cammy Fields, uh, which I don't understand these matches. I really don't. I said that before. I don't get it. Like, what? Oh, Hey, hey, Nia Jax, what are you up to? Yeah, I, she's, just, she's just gone. Just hanging out, not having a feud with Bailey or anything, just chilling. I just, I don't know, because, like, what is, what is Bailey working for? Like, her character, what's she working for? Like, shouldn't she still... Hugs? Handshakes? Be, I don't understand. Shouldn't she still want to be women's champion? Shouldn't she want to be... Like, Sasha Banks, I challenge Charlotte to a Hell in a Cell match. She gets a rematch, but shouldn't Bailey want to also be part of that history? Is she not? Is she like just dropping everything with Dana? I, nothing took place with that, right? Like you would expect, she gets jumped or whatever. You would expect maybe we would see Dana Brooke versus Bailey. Yeah, maybe attack her post match, or even during the match. Yeah, or on the ramp during her entrance. I just I don't but, I don't understand uh, like I have literally have no idea what Bailey's work like she's just working to be on television at this point. Uh, pretty much. Next up, you had Lindsay Dorado and Sincara team up to take on Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. Um, yeah, fun match. Sincara announced earlier in the day that he will be uh, joining the cruiserweight division exclusively. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see like a cruiserweight. Be like, well, I'm going to leave this division and join this division. Well, Kalisto already does that. Well, I mean, he wasn't actually in a, a division. He was just yeah. on the roster. So, But, like, maybe once Tony Nese is more established, I would love for, for it to be like, oh, well, screw these cruiserweights. I want to be WWE champion or universal champion. I'm, I'm happy that Gulak is on Raw, too. Yeah. Very happy. I mean, the guy, we've been talking about him for so long. The guy is so technically sound. And it's just so much fun to watch, especially his tag team of Tony Nese and Gulak. I mean, let's not take away anything from, let's say, Dorado or Sincar either, because they're 
uh, duo really mesh well together. Not to mention, it was really cool that they mentioned how Sin Cara and Lince Dorado teamed up in the past outside of WWE. They oh, have they, they? Yeah, they didn't actually mention it was for Chikara, but it was for Chikara, and they were... Really? Yeah, and they actually... It was uh, Incognito, Lince Dorado, and uh, Pantera. They were the King of Trios in 2008. Wait, like Sinkara or yeah, like, was it... like Unico. Yeah, it was Unico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. It's interesting. So that when he... When, Sin Cara, the current Sin Cara, Unico, was in Chikara as Incognito. He teamed up with Lindsay. I didn't know that he was in uh, Chikara. I think he did. Maybe he I did. I don't remember it. I don't know. But yeah, it was uh, a super fun match. And I'm glad that all these guys are on Monday Night Raw. And like slowly but surely, uh, I think the crowd's going to be more and more behind this Cruiserweight division. Um, and... Once they get more and more storylines added to it, and it's not just like we're having a match just to have a match, and there's like clear-cut heels and clear-cut faces, uh, it's going to be really good. I think that the crowd is already coming around on it. Well, I'm I mean, not, not like it's still like for the most part, these guys are like unknown guys unless you watched religiously. And yeah, but I feel like the, the crowd is more into this match than they are with. Yeah, say, because they're doing stuff that with our truth and O'Neill. Oh, I thought you said Zane. I was like, bro, what? No. You said say our truth or Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a hundred percent. You're correct with that. Because these guys are going out there and doing things that, they, that you don't typically see in WWE. Exactly, which is awesome. I mean, if even if you're a little kid, you see someone do a a, a mood salt, you're like, Oh wow. Yeah, Let's or or you see, in the, you see the masks and the, the flashy attires and stuff. Yeah. yeah I mean so. and then the older adults like are actually pre- who could actually appreciate the technical wrestling and everything like that, they could get easily uh, drawn into this. Yeah. So. But up next, uh, Mick Foley and Stephanie McMahon were out there, and uh, Foley announced that the women's championship will be defended in a Hell in a Cell, uh, as well as the United States Championship between Rusev and Roman Reigns, but they announced uh, the Universal Championship as well for Rollins and Kevin Owens, which Kevin Owens came out and basically said he's not having that match because he's he's not stupid. He wants He's not stupid like Mick Foley. He wants an actual career. He wants to live his life or whatnot, not wrestling in a cage. But uh, so they announced that, and then Mick Foley or Stephanie announced that Chris Jericho versus Seth Rollins for the main event Will uh, if Jericho wins, he'll get to be added to that match to make it a triple threat. Yeah. So I said it last week in regards to Charlotte. I, I this match needed to happen. It needed a Hell in a Cell. You were yeah. like, "There's no way," and I was like, "It needs it. Absolutely needs it." Do I want it to have been Charlotte? No. I think. But history, if it's going to be, it still needs that Hell in a Cell matchup. Yeah, I think history should have one hundred percent give it been given to Sasha and Bailey, or even the combination of Sasha Bailey and Charlotte. But I uh, I, I'd, I'd rather see Sasha and Becky. Well, but they're not even on the same brand. Yeah, Becky's on SmackDown. And even still, it would be like I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to see Bailey in that match. Why? I, I don't know if 
feels weird for me to see. I don't know how she would do in a Hell in a Cell. I think she would do a lot better than Charlotte, given the fact that Bailey and Sasha's Iron Woman match or Iron Man match was fantastic. And she showed such a different side of her with the aggression yeah. and everything. So I think that would I that's I think that would have been the way better choice for a match. Yeah. But that's WWE for you. Right. Uh, um, next up you had Enzo and no. Yeah, Enzo and Cass. Yeah, Enzo and Cass. Uh, they went into the ring to cut a promo, but they were cut short by the club, who attacked well, them behind. I guess, well, I guess beforehand, even so, uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were out there. The Social Outcast reunion to uh, have a match, and then that's when Enzo and Cass came out. I guess they were going to be their point uh, opponents, appointments, and uh, that's the club beat them up. Which is just like why? Why do I care? Why? Why do I care about Enzo and Cass and the club? It just—I don't understand it. What are they fighting for? The club, yeah. the, the like they're—they're they're, neither team are in positions for anything. Like the club were just in championship championship matches, and then nothing—it just lost its steam completely. But. Yeah. Bo Dallas demanded uh, that that they have a match and demanded a tag team, and uh, Sami Zayn and Neville made their way out to the ring to team up, which is weird because at the start of Monday Night Raw, in the opening video package, I was like, I tweeted as soon as I saw Neville in the video package, I was like, damn, I miss Neville, and then the next tweet after that was, I wish Sami Zayn and Neville would team up again. Oh, this was his return? Not return, but like they they just like they're oh. used so rarely. So Well, it's a good thing they put him in a match against Social Outcasts. Yeah, so Zane and Neville picked up the victory there. And, yeah. uh, and I mean, all, the match was short, but I still I enjoyed seeing the Social Outcasts. and I, I enjoyed seeing Neville teaming up with Sami Zayn. That's all I all wanted. Right, don't get- don't get me wrong. I'm very happy to see uh, Neville back on TV. I'm happy to see Social Outcast back on TV. But the thing is, I wanted to see more. Well, I don't think I know. I don't uh, think it was put there to to be like, oh, we are the Social Outcast still. It was more of like, yeah, we have like history. But uh-huh. after they lost, Bo Dallas left Curtis Axel there. He left. He yeah, was- but even still, I think that the Social Outcast could do a lot. But I also want to see a lot more from Neville. I mean, this is a guy that we saw doing so much awesome stuff, and then he got injured. So I really yeah. want to see Neville in one of these title chases instead of just... Well, that's the thing. I mean, if if they continue this with uh, Sami Zayn and Neville, there, I see no reason why they can't be contenders for the championships. Maybe you're, Maybe you're hoping for a singles run or whatnot, but... I don't. I don't see any reason why they can't be tag team champions in the future. Whenever, hopefully, I would like to see New Day break Demolition's record. So they only have like fifty more days or whatnot. Yeah. So it's it's coming. Hopefully, hopefully they'll make history. If there's any team that deserves it, I think it's New Day. They're probably selling merch like hotcakes. 
Probably. Yeah. So. So up next was our truth defeating Titus O'Neil in a match that was for nothing. I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, I and, really don't get this. And I also. I feel like for a while they were pushing Titus O'Neil really hard, and then they just stopped. Which I guess they're still kind of like pushing it, like, oh, I made a mistake in this match, and it's like I guess he's maybe he'll maybe he'll go on like a losing streak or something. I don't know, but uh, I don't. I hate when somebody rolls Titus O'Neil up for a pin because he just lays there. It's so unrealistic. Why would a guy like his size not like try and kick out? Like he just lays there lifeless. Yeah. I hate that, and it's it's every single time he gets rolled up. Yeah. But uh, after that, we went backstage. T.J. Perkins was there with uh, Brian Kendrick. And he tried to talk to him. And he was like, I know you're not really like this. Remember this time? Remember that time? And uh, he offered a hand. He offered a handshake to Brian Kendrick. And Kendrick goes to handshake him and, and goes to hit him. But T.J. Perkins ducked it. Goes to hit him? What is that talk? What are you trying to spew over here? He went to stand up. And bro. Perkins just... Bro. Bro. <laughs> Okay. What are you trying to spread rumors for? Bro. Yeah, so TJ Perkins just attacked Brian Kendrick for no reason. And that was that. Yeah. Up next, Braun Strowman defeated the Splash Brothers, Clay and Steven Splash. They almost picked up the victory. Mm. Nope. Which I nope. literally he's turning into Ryback. He asked last I, week. I disagree. It because dude, he if, asked last week for to feed him more, and then they gave him two opponents, and then he cut a promo how he wants a better challenger next week or whatever. So, yeah. What What were you gonna say that you disagree? What? No, I disagree about the Ryback, but then I kind of stopped myself because kind of with the feed me more and the. Oh no no no! He didn't say feed okay. me more. He didn't actually say feed me more. No, but he is saying to Foley, he's like, I want an opponent. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. An opponent. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that match took place. Um, and after that was the tag team match, the big, big mixed tag match between Roman Reigns and Sasha Banks teaming up to take on and defeat Rusev and Charlotte, uh, which I just, I absolutely, right off the bat, I hate mixed tag matches when they do hot tags with the women. Or, I guess in that, I don't really ever see it from my recollection of men doing hot tags in a mixed tag match. But it means nothing. Because the women have to, women can't fight men in this match. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. The hot tags are definitely difficult to to perform correctly and it just comes off it. No, 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 no. It's not difficult to perform a hot tag. But hot tags mean nothing in a mixed tag match because... It's like, well, that's why I needed the difficulty for making it look like it's actually anything. Because regardless, which is now too, ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out, women have to tag in and out. They just they don't even have to tag, I mean. Yeah. If, if a man tags into the ring, that's it. The woman's out. If a woman tags into the ring, that's it. The man's out. And the woman just automatically comes in on the other side of the team. So hot tags are meaningless. So Yeah, I agree. But uh, Sasha Banks had Charlotte locked in on the bank statement. 
And Rusev got in the ring and got hit with the Superman punch, which left me questioning if Roman Reigns was not there for a Superman punch, what was Rusev going to do? Ooh. Like what? Like you're in a like I don't understand. Like what is that promoting? What is that showing? Yeah. <laughs> was he gonna hit Sasha Banks? I don't know. I'm not too sure. So that match took Makes place. You question. It was an interesting match, to say the least. Um, don't ever want to see it again. <laughs> I'd agree with you on that one. I'm, and I, I'm and good. I think, although, I mean, Sasha Banks is like a wet napkin, she, I don't see her being able to take on someone like Rusev. Yeah. Um, but I do miss intergender. What do you mean by a wet napkin? She's so light. She's so small and light compared to Rusev, compared to Roman Reigns. Like so she would just not. Go with a napkin. What? A wet napkin is heavier than a napkin. Right, but it's still like she's heavy enough, but not heavy at all. Yeah. Like a wet napkin is still light as anything. Yeah. Now you're making me question if I used the wrong phrase or not. <laughs> I definitely think you did. She's a wet blanket? No, I don't know. Some, I don't know. A wet noodle? No, that's something else. Is it else. not a noodle? No, that's something else. <laughs> is there a noodle? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm pretty there sure, may be a noodle. Pretty sure a wet noodle is something else. Like you know. Show me noodle. No. Yeah. So, I, like as as much as I want to see intergender tag matches, I don't see someone like Sasha Banks being able to match up with someone like Rusev. And yeah. I mean, I, no, that's even still. I can't see Charlotte taking on Roman Reigns. I no, me neither. So. But, uh, yeah, so that match took place. Uh, up next was the big Paul Heyman promo. Uh, earlier in the night, they played the clip of Goldberg being in, uh, interviewed by Jonathan Coachman on ESPN. And Goldberg had some words for for Brock Lesnar. Yeah. A feud that starts over a video game. Sounds like suicide in TNA. But... Uh, the, the, the outcome of this is basically Paul Heyman on behalf of Brock Lesnar challenging Goldberg to a match. And then Goldberg tweeted out later on saying that he will be going to Monday Night Raw next week. Yeah. Fans were going crazy. But it's like I don't think fans realize what they're cheering for. Because I was there. <laughs> it's... it's it's difficult because I had said on the show before that if I was there live to see Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg and they actually worked a match together, I wouldn't mind seeing it. But it's like it's, it goes back to that same thing. Like I don't want to see guys like Goldberg. I don't want to see guys like Brock, Triple H, Kane, Big Show, um, The Rock. I don't want to see any of that. But if I was there live... I wouldn't mind it. And if Brock Lesnar and Goldberg were willing to work a match, perhaps it could be good. I guess the reason why it wasn't good uh, at all in 2004 was because they were both leaving and neither of them cared. So do we need to see Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg? Absolutely not. Do they deserve Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg? Hell no. That does not deserve to be a match in 2016. Does not deserve to be a match in 2017. Goldberg's in phenomenal shape. Sure, he could still wrestle. 
We've seen him for the yeah. past two years hit a spear or whatnot at the baseball shows. But I don't, that's not, people are going nuts over this and it's just, go back to 2004, watch that and realize that neither of them cared about the business or what, no, I shouldn't say cared about the business, cared about the business enough to work a match and not be little babies about it. Mm-hmm. So maybe Stone Cold Steve Austin can be the guest ref again. Why not, right? Throw everything in there. Hey, let's do it up, right? I mean, regardless, that's three. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. I'm not going to watch the match anyways. You're, you're so. like that dog where I ring the bell and the dog comes running for food. And then the next time I ring the bell, the dog starts salivating, runs to get the food, yet there's no food. Explain yourself. <laughs> well... Because for whatever reason, whenever someone says regardless, which is now four, I say ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. So it's like Pavlov's dog where I just rang the bell. Yeah. And now every single time you hear that word, you think to yourself ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Yeah. Which it's like we've done that on the show where it's – which, I mean, Chris – I mean, I think Chris might have started that. Where we say regardless, that's one or now five. No, that's five. Right, so in that situation, nah, mean, nah, mean, uh, um, up next, yeah, uh, up next, you ended up having wait, what's up next? Yeah, uh, we already did that, yeah, Perkins, uh, TJ Perkins picked up the victory over Aria Davari, um, Brian Kendrick was on commentary, it was a good match. Yeah, but I feel like uh, TJ Perkins' matches have just been, like, too similar for me to start. Like, I, I guess to fully care about a storyline uh-huh. with him. Because it's just, like, I, I want to see more. I want to see every match not end in the in the TJ clutch or TJP clutch. Like, I want more moves than just a submission move. You're a cruiserweight. Yeah. Like, I want to see cruiserweight action. Like, it's not to say the Cruiserweight can't be a, techn- a technician, but I want to see more, I don't know, different, like, outcomes of the matches. And I, 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 we were kind of, like, forced into caring about Brian Kendrick versus TJ Perkins. Yeah. I, I think I was still set, disappointment set on from the time he won the championship till, till now, and it's just been growing more and more. <laughs> like, I was so set on... on on um, Grand Metallic winning the title. But that didn't happen. And I have no clue where yeah, he is. I would have been all right with that too. But where, where where has he been? Yeah, I have no clue. I don't know if he's maybe be... Maybe they're saving him for something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know. what would they be saving him for? Like the... I, I think I even think like Del Rio spoke out recent, like recently-ish saying something like he doesn't even like – like as if he's in the same position as Del Rio where it's like I don't want to be here almost. Yeah. I think that's if I'm remembering correctly that was like something that was said. But hopefully that's not the case and hopefully we see Grand Metallic soon. Yeah. I don't know. But uh moving on from that match to the main event, we saw Seth Rollins defeat Chris Jericho. So Chris Jericho was not going to be added to that Hell in a Cell match. Um, my one gripe here is is Jericho locking in the walls of Jericho and not the Lion Tamer. 
Yeah. The Lion Tamer is so much better than the Walls of Jericho is. So I, much I agree. Um, after the match, Kevin Owens attacked Seth Rollins, and he went for a pop-up powerbomb, but Seth Rollins reversed that. Uh, he went to lock in a pedigree on Kevin Owens, but Jericho attacked him. And uh, Kevin Owens rolled out of the ring, left Jericho to uh, attack Rollins all by himself, which he eventually reversed it, hit the pedigree, and Monday Night Raw ended with Kevin Owens walking off, leaving Chris Jericho there by yeah. himself. I would like to see, for that Hell in a Cell match, Chris Jericho like somehow like pop the lock, break the lock with a chain cutter or whatever. And get in the match to help out Kevin Owens. I don't know if that's yeah. going to happen or not, but I'd like to see it. Because yeah. especially with three Hell in a Cell matches on the same card, that's, uh-huh. that's brutal. Yeah. Which it just leads me to believe, like, or not believe, but leads me to ask why was the tag team match not given the Hell in a Cell? Like you gave the U.S. Championship for whatever reason, the U.S. Championship needs to be in Hell in a Cell. Come on, yeah, I don't think so. But moving on from Monday Night Raw to SmackDown, Dolph Ziggler opened the show. Uh, right off the bat, I think it was cool. He was wearing a Hype Bros T-shirt. Um, but Miz and Maurice came out, and Miz was like, "This is the death of the Intercontinental Championship." I was the one that was making, I was setting the bar, I was raising the standards, and you just killed it. And uh, basically said he's not finished with Ziggler. And then Mikey and Kenny came out, which I popped for again because it's a spirit squad in 2016. I'm sorry, I can't. I I mean, don't get me wrong, I love Simondo on TV, but I'm I'm just not a big spirit squad fan. Mm -mm. Well, Miz announced that. I know, it's blasphemy to you. What? I know, you hate hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Miz announced a handicap match, which was up next, and then Dolph Ziggler went on to defeat the Spirit Squad. Uh, Dolph Ziggler ended up hitting a super kick on Kenny, and uh, then Miz ran right into the ring and hit the skull-crushing finale, and just as the Spirit Squad went to attack uh, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Rhino and Heath Slater ran out to make the save. So that's interesting, I don't know... If that's going to lead somewhere. I thought it was going to lead to a three-on-three match. Maybe it will. Yeah. So we'll have to see. So I'm... Whatever happens with this, I'm I'm, a, I'm fine with. Yeah, same here. And I, I like... I, th- I don't know if it was Talking Smack on Sunday night or Talking Smack on Tuesday night. Dolph Ziggler went into the room. I think it was Sunday night, and he goes, so, like, I basically should have been the main event, and, like, Shane and D- Daniel Bryan were like, yeah, we agree. Yeah. So, that was 100%. That was, like, the match of the night. So much better than Orton and Bray. Such a disappointing thing that it didn't end I know. Up. I know. But uh, up next, after that, backstage, Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon laid out a challenge to Monday Night Raw for Survivor Series. Um... A five-on-five traditional Survivor Series match where the five top men of SmackDown will take on the five top men of Monday Night Raw. And then the five top tag teams of Raw will take on the top five tag teams of SmackDown, which is just like all of the tag teams. 
basically, right? Like, how many yeah. teams are there? Uh, yeah, I'm, I was confused by this announcement. And then all the, the top five women will be taking on the top five women of Raw and SmackDown, vice versa, which it's like, how many women are on the roster to even be on a team? And does this automatically mean there's not going to be any title matches on Survivor Series? Yeah. It's uh, I don't I don't I'm I'm very confused by the announcement. I need more clarification. What do you need more of? I just need to. I want to know what tag teams he's talking about. I want to know just well, in general. I'm sure they're going to announce, but like, how many? Ta- I mean, it's Heath Slater and Rhino, Hype Bros, American Alpha, um, Ascension, Ascension, Vaude Villains. I would assume Vaude Villains. What other tag teams are on SmackDown? None. I don't uh, think we're Usos. Unless you tossed Luke Harper and Wyatt in there. No, I think did I? I didn't say the Usos, right? I don't it's think Slater, so. Rhino, Hype Bros, Ascension, Usos. Now I'm missing the other team. I said <laughs> American Alpha, right? So I'm sure Vaude Villains are getting left off of Survivor Series to take on the Club, New Day, Goldust, and our Truth. I I don't know. Yeah, that's, and Zoe and Cass. It doesn't make sense to me. It's just every everyone on the roster will get used. So yeah, just do a battle royal. Yeah, that's not. There's nothing to take from that. Then there's what, nothing. What to is take a winner? Well, I mean, it'll be like Raw versus SmackDown. In that sense, if they do a battle royal, you could be like, oh, Raw beat SmackDown and whatnot. Still, you could do that, but uh, I I guess. Yeah, I guess so. So this was for Survivor Series, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next. Yeah, you had Naomi pick up the victory over Carmella, which, once again... Yeah, what? I don't get it. They showed earlier in the night a uh, video of Carmella attacking Nikki Bella from behind. And during this match, Nikki came out, which distracted Carmella. Uh, so in that sense, I kind of understand it. Yeah. But, like, it's not necessary. And then Nikki Bella tried to attack Carmella afterwards, and she eventually ran off through the crowd. So, uh, at yeah. least at least it's still continuing, and it's not, like, a finished thing, like a one and done. I just hope that Carmella does get the one up. I think I it's coming. She... I think it, it has to be. I, I really don't like the fact that Naomi's picking up victories over Carmella in between, though. No. Right, well. I really don't like that. Mm. Uh, next up, you had Jimmy Uso pick up the victory over Chad Gable. Uh, anything to say about this one? It was an interesting attempt to do something new while cheating. Yeah. For, for the end of the match where Jay Uso used his legs to help uh, help get Jimmy more, I guess, leverage during that pin. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, so at, at least it wasn't like a regular move that we've seen before. Yeah. So... I give him credit for that. Props, props. Up next, the Hype Bros were backstage, and uh, they were discussing the tag team division. And then Mojo's like, bro, you're distracted. What, what's going on? And then he like, he's like, bro, look. And the Ascension were just like randomly standing, them, sta- standing there and staring them down. And, and I, I popped because Mojo's like, bro, like, how long were you there? I was, I was just changing a second ago. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. And then they just walked off. So that was weird. So I'm. I guess we're still keeping on with the ascension and hypro somewhere. Somewhere in there. That's what it seems like. Yeah. 
But up next, we had AJ Styles' uh, victory speech, I guess you would say. So his, would his someone win say at, that? His win at No Mercy. And then he announced the match and asked for his opponent to come out. And Dean Ambrose came out. And he's like, no, 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 no. It's not you. You're not him. My my opponent's not even signed to the main roster. Not even signed to WWE. Bring yeah. out my opponent. And out comes James Ellsworth to... Uh, to, to take on AJ Styles. And then AJ Styles tried to get Dean Ambrose to leave. And uh, Daniel Bryan came out and made Dean Ambrose a special guest referee. So then James Ellsworth defeated AJ Styles. What are your thoughts on this match? What are my thoughts on this match? Brandon would like to know. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I was not, uh, I was, I don't know what I feel about this match. I, w- I enjoy this match. I really don't know what I feel about this match. I am a fan of it, and at the same point, I am not a fan of it. I really had fun watching it, but at the same point, I didn't have fun watching it. I am torn. I don't like to see the champion lose in this manner, yeah, but, but on the other like, hand, it was like, it was a, like cheap, a handicap match. Yeah, it was a cheap victory where D- Dean Ambrose was basically helping Ellsworth yeah. through the whole match, even like stopping to count in the middle of a count, tripping AJ Styles. Picking and, up the cell phone. Yeah, and hitting Dirty Deeds twice. Yeah. Which, so, uh, I hated that. What, the Dirty Deeds twice? Yeah, like, I don't I don't actually mind it, but I hated it for the fact that before the match, Daniel Bryan announced that if AJ Styles even puts his hands on Dean Ambrose, he'll be fined and or suspended. So here Wait, you have, what was that? What was that one more time? If AJ Styles puts his hands on Dean Ambrose, AJ Styles would be fined and/or suspended. So here you have AJ Styles getting his hands being put on by a referee, and yet yeah. the referee, because he's a face, gets away with it. It's like if this was reversed, Dean Ambrose, if he, if, Dean, if Dean Ambrose was a heel referee, he would have been fined or suspended. Yeah. So for storyline purposes, I get it, but I also I don't like it. But uh, as far as the match goes, I was entertained. They did their job, and uh, on on Talking Smack, Daniel Bryan announced that Ellsworth is now number one contender and has a match for the WWE Championship against AJ Styles next week on SmackDown. So talk about luck of the draw there. Yeah. If you're a pro wrestler, may, you, maybe your shot's coming. Hey, I mean, if you're a pro wrestler, you should probably have a t-shirt shop on ProWrestlingTees.com, and you can probably go check out our t-shirt shop on ProWrestlingTees.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out and buy something. We didn't plug that enough times. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, next up, in the main event of the evening, you had Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper teaming up to pick up the victory over Randy Orton and Kane. Uh, yeah, it was all right. I don't like Cade. It's like that, Matt. Like, why are we seeing that? Why are we seeing seeing Cade appear again? Out of nowhere, really. I mean, he had the pay-per-view stuff, but why? Let him him stay in Hawaii. We don't have to see him. Yeah, that's where he took his vacation. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Your laugh right there. How many months ago was that? I don't know. 
But yeah, so that's like that's like how many months ago is that? Like, <laughs> seriously. But yeah, so at least the Wyatt family picked up the victory there, which was super shocking, given that Bray Wyatt actually has the victory on the pay per view and now SmackDown. Yeah. Um. I think overall the one downfall of SmackDown is like it wasn't like I wasn't super pleased with this week's episode. But I enjoyed it more than last week's. Um, but the the downside of SmackDown was the fact that Moro, Ronaldo, and his stupid references made its return. That's just yeah. another knife jabbed into my abdomen. Just yep, good old Moro. Yeah, but uh, uh, moving on from SmackDown to uh, just cover NXT really quick. Uh, the second, no, the still the first round of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic is taking place. Uh, big debut on NXT. Big debut. Yeah, Sanity, uh, which we found out was Alexander Wolfe and Sawyer Fulton teaming up. Uh, they they teamed up and defeated Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger. What are you, before we talk more about that? What are your thoughts on uh, Wolfe and, uh, and Fulton? What do you? Um, I think that these guys really do have potential. I'm impressed with this group. It just it, like it reminds me. Well, I, it, like, it reminds not, like, me outside of, of like not even the full group, just this tag team wise. Yeah, even still, like the tag team, like it, it reminds me of a mix of like the Wyatt family, the Shield, and like the Ascension from NXT. The, huh. That's a weird combination. Well, I mean, does it not? Like, if you think about... I was those, going more... I was thinking more like LOD with the Wyatt family. Well, I mean, if you put the LO, if you put LOD in that mix, I mean, that's more so like... Just because they have that Mad Max kind of a vibe. Well, that's my, like, my, my ascension, I guess, maybe. That's what I'm seeing. You All see right, LOD, so I see ascension. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so Bobby Roode was like... He was wearing his robe the whole match. And uh, dropped down, dropped out of the match, let Ty Dillinger lose himself. Yeah. And then Uh, after the match, um, Ty Dillinger continued to get beat down by another person from the outside of the ring. Yeah, a lot lot smaller person. She took off all her heavy clothes or whatever, the jacket, the mask. It was Nikki Cross, now being called Nikki Cross at least. Yeah. uh, Formerly known as Nikki Glenn Cross, right? Yep, yep. Uh, and then another person picked up Ty Dillinger and hit a wheelbarrow neckbreaker. Which looked really sick. Awesome neckbreaker. Right. And he took off his mask and revealed himself to be Eric Young. Yeah, good Which old it's E-Y. like Eric Young was basically already dressing in that sort of jacket. Yeah, but even still, I like that he was wearing a, uh, a sleeve to cover up his tattoo sleeve. So this way you could guess who yeah, it was. But I mean, the jacket the had the American flag. I think it had the American flag, but it definitely had the Canadian flag. So oh, I, I didn't even notice. But I like. I think that I'm always a big fan of a stable that has a main character like Eric Young, a female wrestler Nikki Cross, and then you have your tag team yeah. with Fulton and Wolf. I am always a big fan of that stable because that kind of a stable can take uh, take multiple divisions. And I like this guy, Sawyer Fulton. He looks like a beast. I I didn't get to. I know he was an SCAA wrestler, but he's tall. Like all these guys, I think. Uh, 
I really hope that a lot could happen with this team. Yeah. And hopefully it's not just like an NXT thing where like, like to give an example, Adam Rose, like he was super over in NXT and then they just brought him up to the main roster and it failed for whatever reason. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but the good thing is they have EY. Yeah. And I feel like he is, if this didn't catch on, I feel like because they are with EY, that's going to give the crowd itself uh, a reason to cheer for them, you know? So even if they don't get that same reaction that Adam Rose did because they have EY, I think that they will. Yeah. Well. Uh, next up, you had Billy Kay with Peter Royce picking up a victory over Liv Morgan. Yeah, so I'm I'm liking the pairing of uh, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. They're yeah. kinda, they're playing Mean Girls. Yeah, um, I I dig it. Yeah, and it's like this division. Yes, I would have liked for Bailey to have still been here to to build up the division even more. But what they're yeah. doing with Oscar and and Billy Kay, Liv Morgan, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, uh, whoever else they're going to use, I guess Aaliyah is in the mix as well. It's good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So up also after that first round match of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, uh, TM sixty one defeated Riddick Moss and Tino Sabatelli, who we saw in the what was that even called now Breaking Ground. So he's finally getting his shot here, and I thought I thought Riddick Moss and Tino looked fantastic. I thought they looked great in the ring. So and they're both former football players, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of them teaming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this tournament in general, uh, the tag team classic. Uh, next up, you had Buddy Murphy taking on Wesley Blake, but this was a no contest as Samoa Joe came out and attacked them both. Yeah, and then uh, Shinsuke Nakamura made his return. And he did the whole like stare down thing wearing a neck brace and he rips off the neck brace and then they just go after each other. Nakamura's attacking Joe and whatnot. All the NXT extras from the performance center ran down to security. And uh, they, they split him up. And that, that set up the main event for NXT TakeOver Toronto. Yeah. So. And uh, also uh, taking place. Big NXT news for TakeOver Toronto. They announced um, Asuka's opponent for the NXT Women's Championship is going to be Mickie James, making her WWE return. Yeah. Which, that's super cool. That's going to be awesome. Uh, I I think it was something that, like, they needed a big name woman to come in to face Asuka because, I mean, I don't think the other opponents are there yet. I, I agree. I'm okay with this villain. It's kind of like for, having like, Tusha Liger come in. Exactly. Face right. Yeah. Especially uh, for a match that's for like a big event like TakeOver. Yeah. So uh, The next two things. Spoiler warning? I guess? Well, right? uh, we could say that... I guess spoiler warning. Well, just they, they, announced, they announced 100%. WWE.com announced the arrival of... Roderick Strong in NXT. Yes. Roderick Strong, uh, Triple H tweeted about that. Roderick Strong signed a contract with the WWE. So now, spoiler warning. 
So Roderick's so fast. Go ahead, fast forward because we're about to spoil it all. Mark out, Mark moment, out of- moment of the week. <laughs> that was good. Okay. <laughs> I like we- how you do part- give us props. <laughs> now, now we got to rewind. Yeah, so Comic Con was fantastic. I wish I went, but wait, we went too far back. Yeah. Yeah, Rod- so my sh- Rod- oh, I was going to still go with the gimmick, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now that we're on track, Roderick Strong uh, is going to be a part of this Dusty Rhodes Classic Tournament, Tag Team Tournament, and he will be teaming up with his former tag team partner, Austin Aries. So that is amazing. Uh, yeah, that's- like... They, they interviewed him, like, oh, how do you feel about being in NXT? And he was, like, kind of cut a heelish promo, like, how do I feel? How do they feel? Yeah. Something like something like that. I don't know if he, he didn't say that exactly, but. Yeah, but it was one of those, like, they should be happy that I'm here. Not, right, yeah. not, not the other way around. I should be happy that I'm here. Right. And uh, it's super awesome because he's, he's a tremendous talent. Yeah, I mean, and, he's, he's the king with the backbreaker. I mean, he's been all over the world pretty much, and we've been following her, him for a while. Yeah, uh, and this was when he was a frat boy on what is it, MCW? Right, Micro Championship Wrestling. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was a frat boy uh, when they were hiring them. Uh, he portrayed on what? A frat... Huh? What was it on? Uh, MCW, the Micro Championship Wrestling. Why is that not ringing a bell to me? The Hogan's thing, remember? With, uh, with, what is it, um, oh, who are those people? Wait, 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 wait. Micro Championship Wrestling, right, or no? That's the, the little people. Yeah. Roderick Strong was what? He was a frat boy in one of the episodes. I guess they hired them to fight at a frat house. And oh he my god! I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> wow! That's like, what? Where what was that show on? CMT? Y- yes, or Spike? I don't remember. That's when was that show? That was years ago. No, that was like three years ago. There's no. That was from 2013. Yeah, it wasn't that Damn. long ago because we spoke about it on the podcast. Damn. Yeah. So. Roddy and Aries are together. Which it was, and, it was rumored. Austin Aries had a mystery tag team partner. Yeah. And then and Roderick Strong was getting done with the independent scene and Ring yeah. of Honor. And then another spoiler uh, for NXT Toronto. It's going to be Ty Dillinger t- uh, Why taking on. Why do we got to spoil that? Huh? Why do we got to spoil that? That's not like announced. It's not. I don't know. All right, Mickey so James he's going to be not anyone. We're going to wait to announce that. Yeah, Mickey James and Asuka, as well as Nakamura and Joe, were like announced. So all right, so Dillinger has a match, but I'm not going to tell you who he's right. facing. So, so uh, we're we're going to take a little break right now, and we'll be right back here on Mark It Out. Oh. 
hey folks, I'm WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And if you want to check out a podcast, I said if you want to check out a podcast, check out Marking Out, Tough Guy. Ho! Welcome back to Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans, episode 297. Uh, with the hour-long talk of Comic-Con, we left out the fact that Sting showed up. Sting, WWE Hall of Famer. Did I say? Oh, yeah, right. He was walking the floor. (laughs) Uh, But he was the reason why he was there was he was at a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle panel to uh, surprise everyone and announce uh, new figures that Playmates, Toys, and WWE teamed up on where it's going to be WWE-style Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures, which if I was a kid, man, that's super cool. Like oh, even, yeah, that, even like not being a kid, it's super cool. I mean, but, that's uh, two things that you used to always play play yeah, with. And so. it's, yeah, because like I would take Ninja Turtles and GI Joes and whatever, and they would wrestle each other. So yeah. now I actually have they have um, Leonardo as John Cena, Raphael will be Sting, Donatello as Undertaker, and Michelangelo as Randy Savage. So that's super cool. Uh, I think they are exclusive to Walmart. Um, and they're coming out in November. You could also, I'm sure, pre-order it and pick it up on Ringside Collectibles. So now, which one would you go for? I would have to get all four of them. I'm not like, really? Just get one? How could you get just one? I don't know. I could. I could probably just get one. That's dumb. Then <laughs> you can't. Like, there's no way you can't. And I'd probably you, go with just Michelangelo. I mean, that was my favorite. <laughs> yeah. turtle but like still you, you would just have Michelangelo by himself yeah you would need John Cena Sting and Undertaker to I wrestle. mean no that's not necessarily true yeah. I mean if you had the John Cena action figure you could just use him as a standby and Randy Savage yeah, just ended up falling different. into a bit of ooze it's completely different not at and all you could still intertwine them it would have been super awesome I would have like I would have marked the hell out if they released Shredder and it was Kevin Nash. That would, <laughs> that would be have been hilarious. hilarious. Yeah. I took a picture with some dude dressed as Shredder in uh, April. It was super cool. That's Great pretty costume. awesome. Yeah. So look, well, for, look for those figures if you're yeah. into, into wrestling figures, if you're into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, collecting, if you have children, whatnot. Yeah, go check them out. Uh, or if you're whatever age you are and you play with figures still no no judgments something else very cool that took place this week eddie edwards defeated bobby lashley to become the new tna world heavyweight champion uh bobby lashley he was able to choose his own opponent and it was between eddie edwards moose or ec3 and unfortunately for him he chose eddie edwards which he thought was going to be the easiest choice easiest opponent for him to face so Bam roasted. Yeah. Now Eddie Edwards is the TNA champion. Um, I guess moving on to TNA news. Um, very confusing news. Billy Corgan is who is the president of TNA is suing Dixie Carter, her husband, Impact Wrestling, and then the parent company of Impact, which is Impact Ventures, LLC, as well as the TNA CFO, uh, Dean Broadhead. 
and was also granted a restraining order, a temporary restraining order. Yeah, very weird. Uh, I don't understand. Like, I don't know if there's even details further than that. But it's not storyline as per... I mean, I don't think it's storyline. Yeah, it's very weird. And then it was said that there were rumors that TNA is uh, one of the three minority owners, as in Billy Corgan, Arrow Lux, or the Fight Network, were one of three of the reasons why uh, Bound for Glory and the Impact tapings went on. Yeah. Last week when we had the, the show, there were rumors that Bound for Glory might not happen in Impact Wrestling. That was it. So one there's rumors now that one of those three were the reasons why TNA happened last week and continuing on. And then it's being reported in regards to the sale of the TNA tapes to WWE, the library, was that um, John Gabrick, who used to work for WWE, went to to Kevin Dunn with the idea that... If who used he, to work for WWE? I said that, bro. No, I thought you said Gabrick. Yeah, I said John Gabrick went to Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn still works for WWE. Oh, Gabrick used yeah. to work for WWE. Big, remember him from? Uh, from oh, Black? okay. Yeah, so he it was like he apparently went with the idea that if he basically like brokers the deal and secures the TNA tape library for WWE, um, that WWE would rehire him. So whether or not that's true or whatnot, I have no idea. That's just hearsay. I have no clue. But I don't know what's going on with Corgan suing TNA or Dixie you know, Carter. It, it, which it, uh, we said this before was like apparently the, the whole sale of TNA was super messy because of Dixie Carter. So something happened. Yeah. But hopefully what? Well, no, hopefully for the sake of wrestling fans and the uh, – the pro wrestlers on the roster, everything works out for the company, TNA, you know? Hopefully it doesn't go under and all of these wrestlers are left with no jobs. Yeah, well, I mean, they I don't know if they announced it on the show this week, but like through Twitter at least, Matt Hardy uh, announced TNA, uh, the last show of the year for TNA will be called Total Nonstop Deletion which is going to be an open invitational tag team apocalypto match completely filmed at the Hardy count compound. This sounds like it will be so much, so entertaining. Well, I mean like it's going to be strange because like Matt Hardy, people in reply to fans, people were like, Oh, did you invite this person? Did you invite that person? And like Matt Hardy's like, um, like someone was like, Oh, invite new day. And he goes, if Meek Man allows the day of nude to appear at to- at Total Nonstop Deletions Apocalypto, I'll make an appearance on Meek Man's show. And then someone's like, oh, did you invite the Young Bucks? And he goes, if the Honorable Rings COO Chris Hoff <laughs> allows the Bucks of Youth to appear at Total Nonstop Deletion, I will appear at Ring of Honor in the future. That's a, you know what that would be great for pro wrestling you know we're, but we've spoken about this before like we're like actually all the companies could try to work together on some something you know 
I think that would be so awesome as a fan to witness. I mean, imagine New Day just appearing there. That would be so much fun. That's like, but that's, there's no way. Oh, yeah, there's zero (laughs) chance of this happening. Hashtag Mark Mark Dreams. I mean, that, yeah, well, I guess, and that's the thing, I guess, I don't know if, like, Ring of Honor is willing to work with them. I don't know how many actual tag teams will get there to, like, show up from the world. But it should be interesting. I think another thing that they said was um, Rock and Roll Express might be there. Which, hey, man, if Rock and Roll Express is there, it's fantastic, too. Yeah. So, uh, the 2016 WWE Tribute to the Troops taping is going to be taking place on Tuesday, December 13th at the Verizon Center in Washington, D.C., which that's interesting because it's a Tuesday. I guess it's going to be after SmackDown airs or before it. Interesting. Uh, I, the, I, I hope that Tribute to the Truth start going back to the bases and stuff, They're, you know? But they go, I mean, they go to like places here for the United States. I guess it might, it might have been costing them too much money to go to Iraq and Baghdad, which is the. But don't they, I mean, they still do their. They still fly over, over there. there. So why not with that small group put on a a small show? Bro, first of all, the small group consists of like Eva Marie, Vince McMahon, Mark Henry, and Big Show or something like that. Would you not want to see Eva Marie versus Mark Henry? I would. No, but like if they were – like it's probably – I mean to fly a whole set, a ring, then to get security for it and and military personnel and stuff, I'm sure it costs way too much money. Yeah, yeah. So, like, they just do it in the United States and give military families and friends of the military tickets to this, so. Yeah, that's true. It is an awesome, awesome deed, awesome stuff that they're doing with that, though. Yeah, and uh, The Rock actually announced his own sort of event uh, called Rock the Troops. It's going to be airing on Spike TV in December, or filmed in December. I'm sure it'll also be airing in December for... The uh, 75th anniversary of Pearl, ha- Pearl Harbor. Um, it's going to be taking place at the joint base Pearl Harbor Hickam in Hawaii. And they've already announced appearances. Kevin Hart, um, Keegan-Michael Key, um, Scott Eastwood, Rob Riggle, Terry Crews, J.B. Smoove, George Clooney. Uh, musical performances. you got Flo Rida, Tenacious D, Leonard Skinner, Aaron Lewis, Nick Jonas. I'm sure there's so much more to come of that too. So that's yeah. also that's cool. Um, yeah, there's also uh, Paige. She, I did we mention no? She no, this was, was suspended. brand new. Yeah, she got suspended for 60 days now due to the wellness policy. Which yeah, um, another. This is on top of the recent one. A brand. This is brand new. Another 60 day suspension. Yeah, which. Um, her father released a statement saying that she was suspended for having painkillers due to a neck injury. Um, according to the New York Post, though, WWE replied saying Soraya Jade Beavis tested positive for an illegal substance, not a prescription drug. Uh, and in addition, WWE is providing world-class medical care for her in-ring injury which Paige apparently went to another doctor who said she needs the surgery, which would put her out six to nine months, and the WWE doctors say that it's not a thing that's necessary. 
I mean, and I think she's going this week to have the surgery. I, if she's doing that, I don't know if it's going to be one hell of a battle to get the WWE to pay for it. If the, their doctors say that it's not necessary. I mean, but it's it's, like, this goes back to the thing. Like with, I mean, it's like, it's the same sort of situation with CM Punk where it's like, Oh, we'll just give him this. Well, we're we're world-class medical staff, whatever. We're treating him with this. And yet other doctors are saying, no, he cannot do this. Well, on the other hand, too, who knows what doctor she's going to, too. I mean, there's always two sides to this. I mean, maybe she found the one doctor that's willing to do it because she wants to be out for that time. I mean, it's no no uh, surprise that she doesn't seem like she wants to be with the WWE right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, but... hopefully everything works out. It stinks that... She it, she was busted allegedly for an illegal substance, not a prescribed drug. Which, which well, she's saying that it was one hundred percent a painkiller that I guess was not prescribed by WWE or not pres- not approved by WWE to be on that list. Like it was a prescription from her doctor that I guess just isn't on the well. Like, well, that's the thing. There's two sides. I mean, they're saying that it's a legal substance, not a prescription drug. So that leads me to believe that it was. Something along the lines of uh, a class one, like a uh, cocaine or something. Right. So, but like, I mean, there are two sides of the story. So, yeah, hopefully everything, hopefully if she is on drugs, hopefully she gets off it. Hopefully if she does go through with surgery, she has a speedy recovery. And hopefully she's not on drugs. Yeah. Hopefully she's not on drugs. Hopefully she's safe. Hopefully This isn't a downward – hopefully we're not witnessing a downward spiral. And I really don't want to – I don't really want to – I'm not interested in reading much more of any of this, you know? How many times can you read Paige suspended for this? Paige cursed out this person. Paige got into a fistfight on the L.A. uh, strip. Uh, Del Rio did this. Paige was with her. Paige got this tattoo. Paige got that tattoo. It gets to the point where I'm like – I I don't care. Well, in a more positive light, Alberto Del Rio was named the president of Combat Americas, um, or Combate, which was the uh, first Hispanic mixed martial arts uh, sports and media franchise, which was founded in 2011. So he'll be, I mean, he's like the Mexican Dana White, basically. Yeah, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have? Um, as far as injuries go, Hideo Itami unfortunately suffered an injury in the main event at a live NXT show on uh, the 1st of October in Largo, Florida, which uh, WWE announced the big news um, replacing um, Hideo Itami in the Dusty Rhodes Classic as Kota Ibushi's partner is TJ Perkins. Yeah. The Cruiserweight champion, which is super disappointing. William Regal's, like, building it up. You watched the video, I assume, right? No. Oh, so William Regal's, like, building it up, and he's like, oh, it's it's a man that, that, uh, not Hideo Tommy. Oh, wait, wait, no, yeah, yeah, I I, I saw this. It's a man that Ibushi respects, blah, 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 this and that. I felt Liger. Oh, that's what you were thinking? Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, absolutely, this is going to be awesome. Kota Ibushi's about to tag with Tajiri in the Dusty Rhodes Classic. And Regal's like, uh, TJ Perkins. 
I feel like that was uh, a disappointment, especially I was like, because no. he's. Yeah, I, I didn't want to see Perkins in this in this uh, tournament. I was, would rather was, see a team with someone else. That was, by the way, a Star Wars reference that I do not get. <laughs> but, nice. Yeah, so that was outside the ring news. Moving on to some independent wrestling results. We got one show taking place on the 8th of October. CZW Tangled Web number 9 in Voorhees, New Jersey. What do we got from there? The CZW Tag Team titles were on the line. Uh, the champions, the Hit Squad, picked up the victory against the Fella Twins, successfully yeah. retaining their tag team titles. You also had the CZW Wired champion, Joey Janela, successfully defended against Tony Deppin. Yeah, and the CZW World Heavyweight Championship was on the line. Champion Jonathan Gresham picked up the victory, successfully retaining the title against Homicide. Yeah, and then in a tangled web match, Danny Havoc defeated Alex Cologne, uh, Ricky Shane Page, and Tim Dunst. Yeah. Uh, and those are uh, all the uh, uh, results that we have. We'll have more results next week, I'm sure. Maybe. Yeah, uh, upcoming indie shows. We got one on the 21st, House of Glory, Unbreakable in Queens, New York. Cody Rhodes taking on Matt Riddle. Heidi Lovelace will be taking on Sonya Strong. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be there. Trevor Lee, Smiley, Ken Broadway, EYFBO, so much more. Check that out. House of Glory, 1021. Unbreakable. Queens, New York. Yeah. Check it out. And then on 1023, we have Five Borough Wrestling. Don't call it a comeback in Brooklyn, New York. You're going to have uh, the Five Borough Wrestling Championship on the line as Mike Verna defends against JT Dunn. Yeah, the Five Borough Wrestling Tag Team Championships will also be on the line. The American Destroyers will be taking on, looking to challenge the Crusade for Change for their tag team titles. Yeah, and then uh, Bull James is going to be there in attendance as well. Yeah, so definitely check this event out, 23rd, yeah. Five Bar Wrestling. Hey, Dave, shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to the following person for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Thank you, John. Go follow John at Mr. John Faust on Twitter. Also, go check out Team Awesome. Good old Lorenzo over there. Go check out Team Awesome on Twitter at Team Awesome 418 and on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Lorenzo, he just posted a uh, nice QA episode, episode 10. Go watch his QA session. Uh, he speaks about, answers questions about everything. So go check that out on their Facebook page. Also, go purchase his book over on Amazon called uh, good old 31 Days to Live. Go check that out on Amazon. Also, go check out First Thing in the Morning at MTL Broski. Good old Montreal Broski, Eric. Uh, he is posting so many awesome games. He posted that episode with his with Mama Broski that he mentioned that we mentioned earlier on the episode. Go check that out. Also, he started playing Fallout 4. And he still has his Monday Night Raw reviews, SmackDown reviews, everything. So go check him out. Go subscribe to him. First thing in the morning. Amazing channel. We love him. We love the channel. Go support him. Hey, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? A friend of mine said the other day that Barack Obama was president. I said, I can't believe this. Brandon's got shout-outs. First shout-out. 
of course, I mean, goes to New York Comic Con. It was fun. Uh, it was great to be there again. Well, I hope it was fun. We spent an hour talking about it. <laughs> yeah, and this only <laughs> adds to it. But uh, yeah, so next up, I have to give an anti shout out to Long Island Railroad. They they because they just they don't they they need to train their employees now, especially now that they introduced the uh, the e tickets. None, uh-huh. of, none of the conductors know how to use the app. I've never even heard of an e-ticket before. Yeah, so now you have your phone and you could use it as a ticket. You buy it on like a, a Long Island Railroad app or whatever. And then they show it and like eventually they're going to have scanners so you could scan the tickets and whatnot. But like I, I was coming home from that concert on Saturday from Far yeah. Hills. And this woman, she was these two women, they were drunk and whatnot. I just said whatnot way too many times. I hate that. But uh, she, they were both drunk coming from the concert, and the conductor came by and was like, oh, where's your ticket? And she was, her friend had her ticket on her phone, and the woman was explaining to the conductor about how she dropped her phone in a porter potty at the concert. Yeah. She had her ticket on the phone, and she doesn't have the phone anymore because it was in the porter potty. Then she explained to the woman how she went into the porter potty with her arm all the way up to her shoulder to try and get her phone but could not find it. Would you ever? Would you ever do that? No. Like if if a phone or whatever, if anything of mine fell into a porter potty hole, peace. You can get another one. Absolutely I could see you like being under like be, I don't think I would could even imagine you being I, that depressed in your entire life. I think I would I like in that sort of situation I could probably cry. I, I, like, I always say like when I go to the bathroom and like and like restrooms and stuff and like the mall or something and I'm wearing my sunglasses on the top of my head I'm like oh my god this could like fall in and, I, and if that happened I would be like de- I would be devastated I really would but, yeah I, I could see that happening to you but this woman was trying to explain that she has her ticket on her phone and was asking the conductor for help like oh can I get my ticket on her phone like on her friend's phone and she goes uh, I have no clue you're just gonna have to buy a ticket and the woman's like, I will not buy a ticket. So I'm like, I'm overhearing this and I intervene. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Is there a way to log in and out of this Long Island Railroad app? And they were like, I don't know. And I was like, well, do you have a, you have a password and a, an email address attached to it? They're like, yeah. And I was like, so there's absolutely no way that you can't sign in and get your ticket. There's no way. Yeah. I would be shocked if, if that was if that was not the case. And she's like, she asked the conductor, she's like, oh, can you... Like, give me a second to look this up. And she goes, I have a busy train. And it's like, well, what do you want her to do? Yeah. And so then like, I, I talked her through it and whatnot. And damn it. <laughs> word again. I talked her through it and uh, she, she ended up, she pulled up the ticket and she had the ticket on her phone then, on her friend's phone. So these conductors, now that there's new technology, they need to be trained in this sort of thing. I agree with you. Not that the Long Island Railroad's going to listen to complaints on a podcast or listen to them when you call up for them in general. So, yeah, but, uh, my last shout out goes to green day, uh, cause they announced the tour and they're playing Barclay center, which I got tickets to. So it should be cool to see them live. I didn't think you would ever want to see green day. It like, it, it like went up and down back and forth. And like when they were like, come here, their last tour, I was like, eh. But like now, it's like, how do you not go to see Green Day? 
They just have way too many songs that I like. So I don't care about the new stuff. Uh-huh. I want to hear stuff like, I mean, obviously they're going to play Basket Case. Hopefully. Not hopefully. There's no way they want it. And they're like good riddance and stuff. I would assume that they, they would. Same with, um, what was the other hit? Uh, most recent, what was their most recent hit? Why can't I think of what it was, what, what it was? American Idiot? Yeah, right, American Idiot. I'm sure they'll play that. They have to. And if not, I'll be disappointed. Watch, they, they play everything They're but like, that. like, hey, what's up? Today we're only doing new stuff. I'm like, no, boo, screw <laughs> No. I'm like, I wish Taz beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so those are my shout-outs. Moving on from that to our... Moment of the week. That's right, it is our mark out moment of the week. Brandon, take it away. Uh well two I have. I'll start with the non wrestling one. Is uh at Comic Con, I guess because well I didn't have I didn't see Conan from the night before. Because it was like super late and I had to get to sleep. I for, I forgot to even check it out. I have to go back on YouTube and find it. Find what? Conan. What you watch it daily? No, but I, I do watch the ones where he's at Comic Con. Oh yeah, no, he wasn't at Comic Con. Oh <laughs> no, yeah, no, he wasn't at Comic Con. But it, like at well, even before that, because he just did San Diego Comic Con. I was gonna like tweet Conan and be like, "Hey man, you wanna like." Maybe bring your show back to New York for a few episodes. And then that episode that aired the night before Comic-Con, apparently he announced um, he'll be doing shows at the Apollo Theater in and, and the, like the last week of October to November. And uh, I first, I, when I got to Comic-Con, I saw a giant banner that said Conan at the Apollo Theater. I was like, what? So I was like, that's awesome. And then when I got home from... Comic-Con, I signed up to get tickets, even though I had, like, nobody to go with. I signed up to get tickets for Conan, and I was like, I really kind of hope I get picked, because I just watched his thing, the uh, documentary that was released, where he was, um, where he, whatever he did, the tour, after he got fired from NBC. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, damn, like, I really miss that. Like, I wish I was able to go see the show at Radio City. Like, I tried to get tickets for that. And I just, like, it sold out, like, instantly back when he did that. So I, I really I wanted to see Conan. And then I put in for tickets, and they emailed me saying I got tickets. So that was awesome. Well, congratulations on winning that. No, I just it just, the one thing that stinks is that you don't know who's going to be the host. Uh, yes. The guest. Yeah. So you know who the but host is. That's, like, that's anything when, when you go, like, SNL, when, like, that's, you sign up in August, and they first tell you in October. So, and even later, whenever you find out. Yeah. Like, I could still potentially have tickets to SNL this season. I just, I just have That's to wild. email me and tell me, but I doubt I will. But, so that I popped for that. And then, uh, also popped, um, I was watching Shameless, which is now back, a new season on Showtime. And, uh, a dude randomly walks into the diner and the show and it's John Morrison. Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, John Hennigan playing a character on the show. So that's I, pretty cool. Yeah, I looked at the uh, 
the Wikipedia page and it lists him as like an actual named character. So I guess he's going to be like a reoccurring person on the show. So very cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Nice. So that's my mark out moment of the week. I approve of it. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Take us home. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the conclusion of Mark It Out 297, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Thank you very much for listening to us. Hopefully you're listening to us on MarkItOut.com or on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio or on Google Play, which if you're not listening to us on there, you should really go check those out. Subscribe to us. Where else would they be listening to us? I don't know. But go buy our t-shirts, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkItOut. Go check out Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. MarkItOut on Twitter at MarkItOut. Me, Dave the Rave, that all the ladies crave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. Go like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkItOut. And we wish you that you would go check us out on YouTube.com slash MarkItOut11. Go check out Cooking with Brandon and all the other fun stuff that we post we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a wonderful week.